Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? Welcome to this inaugural, uh, not inaugural. It's our first one of this damn season. That's what it is. The post-game show. We have football. Football is back. Football is back. The Carolina Panthers did not win today, but football is back. And you can hang out with Carolina Panther fans all around the world after every game on the C3 Panthers podcast post-game show. Today, we are going to be reviewing this initial loss of the Matt Rule era, as well as the loss just overall to Oakland. Not Oakland, Las Vegas now. Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Remember, I'm going to remember it as we keep going forward. But you know what we do. We hang out with our buddies, our pals, and we just chop it up. The number's 252-228-5098. We want to get your perspective on uh, this game. Shout out to Supreme Leader, who's already dropped the 499 love bomb. He says, when you find a fly in your beer after the Panthers lose, ugh, crying. That's how it. we feel right now. <laughs> we found the fly in the beer. But I'm here with my man, my pal, Cody Lashney. What's up, my man? Tony Dunn, what's up, man? Uh, Listen, you cannot me. piss in my cornflakes today. I am happy. I don't care what no one says. Football is back. We spent all Saturday watching college football. All day we've been watching the Panthers play, man. I'm just happy we got football. And listen, dude, we got so much to talk about. I know I got a lot of shit to say. I know Greg has a lot of shit to say. I know CK has a lot of shit to say. And I know the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube have a lot to say. Sarah, Taylor, Tim Tizzy, Joey, the Black Panther, Esquivel, Ben S, Kyle Cottrell, Tim Ginger, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, baby. Let's roll. All right, can we get us? Can someone give me a thumbs up on uh, this audio? Because you know, is that if the audio goes bad, it's like the Panthers fumbling the ball on the the one yard line. The, it just never comes back together again. So we always want to make sure that the audio is right. And uh, I know a guy who always has the audio and the cameras right. CK in the house. Look at how perfecto your monitor stuff looks it's annoying <laughs> no man it's uh it's just a little bit of practice and trial and error and everything as you go along and you started um, after me shut up <laughs> but i learned yeah. from true that and i'm even going to turn you up to 720 now to make you even look cooler oh did oh. i forget to do that <laughs> no um uh, oh maybe i did too let me go do that so, uh, but no yeah definitely uh uh something that we want to I guess talk about because there is plenty enough to to you know plenty of blame. I'm sure we can probably uh, send around to the uh, entire team, coaches, staff, front office, and and fans, and uh, you know it just and COVID. You know, let's go ahead and blame COVID right out of the gate. It's COVID's fault um, sure, that uh, our Panthers uh, uh, failed to to win, and Cam Newton, Greg Olson, and Ron Rivera all decided to be successful when they left, living their best lives. Well, you know, and it should really not be surprising, right? Is that I, I think the coolest story that is non-Panther related is the Ron Rivera one. Absolutely. And that is they're down 17 to nothing at the half, and they're getting punched in the face. And you know what I just imagined is Ron Rivera in the locker room giving that speech he gave against us when we were getting punched in the face by the Steelers. Remember, he said they punched you in the face. Well, you know what I say? Fuck them. 
And then this, <laughs> the, he said that speech at halftime to the Redskins, and the Redskins came out and fucking put it down on him. Um, but, yeah. what, you know, we're going to be talking. Obviously, this isn't about post-Panther players, but it's about the Carolina Panthers and the Bat Daddy, the Stat Daddy, 52's in the house. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, man. I am. Uh, this is my How fifth day. Fantastic. Well, a fantastic in other aspects of my life. Actually, I've got a lot to talk about that I'm going to love to talk about. But uh, fifth day, no alcohol, so I'm clear-headed, and I've, I'm on fire right now, so I'm definitely ready to burn some people with some comments here because I've got is a lot to say. Is this going to be a long-term thing? Are you like no alcohol forever now? I don't think forever, but for a while. I need You're to – Yeah, I, I need yeah. to slow down, and, and yeah, best way is just step you. away from it. So, I tell you, that's one, the headache. Dude, though, is your crazy co-host dream, but... on your show was feeling good on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That's usually me on every podcast. So that's why I was like, ah, not that I mind, you know, anybody doing that, but I just need to slow down personally. Yeah, yeah, man. Dude, I, I, I got you. Today. As w- from one alcoholic to another, is I need to <laughs> slow down too. Uh, I do want to go ahead and bring this up. Is that uh, go ahead, smash the thumbs up button, right? is if you're watching on YouTube, you better smash that thumbs up button. If you're listening later in the car, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, you can uh, check out um, our feed. We're, we're on everywhere. We're on Spotify. I even applied the podcast recently. Now Amazon is in to the podcasting joint. I'm guessing they're trying to compete with Spotify. I think they're using Audible as their platform, but... I even submitted it through Amazon. So we're on TuneIn, everywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you just tell a friend or five friends about the podcast because, look, we're the longest-running Panthers show on the intranet. And uh, and you know why we are? It's just because, not because it's good, not because it's the best. Well, I think it is. But just simply because we won't stop fucking talking about Panthers. We keep going. We're in our eighth season now. We don't miss a beat. The post game show has been a great addition. We're glad everybody is a part of it. The number is 252 228 5098. And also, I think we just had uh, Jason Hewitt from SI.com show up. Jason, my man, welcome back. Second showing in just a week. What'd you say? Second showing in a week, man. We're becoming best buddies. Yeah, man. I rock with y'all, man. Let's go. Yeah, man. We like we like Jason so much. We're like, man, we gotta run it back. Let's do it again. Let's, let's run talk it back, about, man. Let's yeah, go. let's talk about this let's again, talk, man. Shoot, My man, man, he found the boys and he was like, even these I'm caught up. Comic book homies. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Tom, How can you not be? It's the best. Tom Brady yeah. scored a rushing touchdown for the Buccaneers. Oh, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Before, <laughs> before we jump into the meat of the show, I do want to remind you guys that oh, it is football is back. It's mm-hmm. time to put your bets in. It's time to bet the over in the second half for the Panthers. That's what I I think was the smart play to do because they're going to run 70,000 yards on everybody. But if you do want to put in your bet, you need to go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie uh, is the place to go when you want to bet a prop, when you want to bet the game, when you want to uh, put a little uh, money on a basketball game even. Now, look, Kimba. Kimba in the conference finals. You can go bet on Kimba, right? Um, and if you don't want to just watch the Panthers, you can bet on, like, Cam Newton to be the awesomest dude in the world. That is available in New England. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a prop bet. And all of this you can do at mybookie.com. 
Bookie.ag. My Bookie is the place to go where you can get your bets and you can feel safe about it. You can feel good about it. And the only thing that's dangerous is you. The site is safe. It's your betting that might be problematic. And I say this is just bet against the Panthers secondary. You will be okay. Right. And, uh, when when you get there, the promo code is overtime. They're going to double your first deposit. And on top of that, overtime is going all in for our listeners. Overtime, the network we're a, par- a part of, is giving away $500 cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. All you got to do is go make your first deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account, and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's overtime at advertisedcast.com. $500 is going to be given away at the end of September if you put your deposit. And right now, the question is, are you going to bet on the Panthers to have a win at some point in the season? All right, enough dumping on the Panthers. Let's talk about this game. The Carolina Panthers start off their uh, 2020 COVID season by hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. They were underdogs going into this, and they were underdogs leaving this, right? The Panthers were unable to pull it out, even though there were some bright spots, I felt like, on the offense. But the Las Vegas Raiders running attack continued to pillage the Panthers' poorest run defense that we have just seen as a continuation from last season. So, guys, right now, ultimately, let's see, what was the final score? Was it 34 did anybody 34, put in 30, 34 30 34 yeah. 30 so las vegas covers initial thoughts cody lashney first game of the season the one chance to get though this is the one game on the schedule if you look at it you say this is a game that the panthers could win outside of this game it's a harder argue to make argument to make so are are they tanking for trevor at this point by de facto but default what's your thoughts on this game I mean, listen, whether or not they are or aren't tanking for Trevor, it doesn't make up for some of the things I feel like we saw today. Uh, This offense is built around Christian McCaffrey, and we only made it a point to feed him in the second half. Then early on, let's just be real, Teddy Bridgewater was missing simple passes to the flat. I mean, routine throws that any other time Cam Newton detractors would have been dragging him over hot coals for. And the whole reason that you signed Teddy Bridgewater and the offseason is that you want an accurate quarterback that can operate your offense in rhythm. And, you know, listen, I'm not going to – He wasn't that you know, bad. You were all over his He was bad. Listen, dude, wasn't that good he wasn't either. great, but he <laughs> was not great. fucking good, dude. He was not looking he good. He was Kyle dude. Allen-esque. Dude, it was basically the same thing as Kyle Allen from last year. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that he was the worst quarterback today, but, dude, I mean, when you're talking about there was a third and two – and he uh, passed the ball to Curtis Samuel in the flat and didn't give it to him with enough time left for him to be able to make a move and pick up an extra yard. It's yeah, little stuff like him. that that he matters. There was a bunch him. of passes that, that, he, that, that he threw the ball behind him. It happens, but he was what? He was only, what, 60%, maybe 60% today? Was he? he I don't even know. Was. What... His stat line was 22 for 34, 270, one touchdown, no interceptions. He, right. And that is exactly why you brought him in to be this quarterback right there. To be the, to, to, that he did exactly. The problem, 
the problem isn't that he like him being a game manager. I think he can do well, and I think we could win if we have a defense. Our deep, you cannot be the type of All offense right. we were today and have the defense that we have. Right now. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater not. was not the problem today. No. The problem today was, was what them. we expected. Yeah. I would say he was a pro. He just wasn't like Teddy's just gonna. T- it's Teddy time. Like, sure, it wasn't Teddy time, but oh. at the end of the day, is that the problems were less on the offensive side of the ball and more on the defensive side of the ball, and understandably so. I did think that would be a little stouter against the run. You knew that that's what they were going to try to do. But the Panthers' defense got some problems on it right now, and that mm-hmm. is if you're not going to get after the quarterback, after you know, if you're not going to have that tenacious pass defense or um, you know, court getting after the quarterback, is that that secondary is going to have to do a lot of things it's probably not mm-hmm. capable of doing. And to be honest, it's crazy when Troy Pride Jr. was better than anybody on the field almost. Yeah. John Kimco Barrera in the chat uh, says it very short and plain and to the point. We still can't stop the run. Did anyone ever hear the name KK Short mentioned one time? The the the, the pro bowler who's supposed to be our or our, lynch, our linchpin mm-hmm. interior pass rush. Mm-hmm. They were running the football on us. Josh Jacobs had a day today. Boy, did Josh Jacobs have a day today, man. And, and another to be expected, right? Yeah, but here's not surprise. Look, we should, I think, we should, I think yeah. Jason needs to come in here now because I think he called it on Tuesday. He talked about how they were going to be <laughs> using the aggressiveness of our edge against us. They weren't running down the middle. They were running right in the gap between the edge and the tackles. The tackles weren't like they had no opportunity to stop these guys. You can't you can't get out to the edge if you're a tackle. Like look how big those guys are. They're not getting mm-hmm. out there and winning that battle. What you've got to mm-hmm. do, you've got to have you, you've got to have your edge set the tone. And they were just so aggressive that they were just letting them get past them on the edge and then running it right through that gap. And it was using Brian Burns, it was using Stephen Weatherly, it was using Gross Matosas, uh, just straight up aggressiveness trying to get to the quarterback against them, and it worked tremendously. And Jason called it on Tuesday. Hey, thank you, man. I I did call it because I knew. When you have pass rushers that go upfield, and that's honestly their primary job. That's why they were brought in in the first place to pressure the quarterback. Their running game necessarily won't add up to it, and that's what we saw today. That's why Josh Jacobs was breaking for 15, 20 yards here and there. It wasn't like, man, it's, it's so much to talk about here, like, all right, well, let's start. So with, let's, just focus on, let's focus on the run, on the defense, right? Joe because Burrow, so, by the way, just looked good just now. Sorry. We understand yeah. that this was good. And, and look, is that for people who are listening to this, I, I am going to be the voice of reason on this show, which is crazy. The fact that Tony yeah, is right? be the mm-hmm. most tempered person on this show is mm-hmm. wild. We're but in the we, upside down, bro. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Because I'm the most dramatic of the crew. And um, we expected this. You know, as a young defense, yeah. they're going to have to grow up very quick. Um, I do think that we just can see right now is that you're going to be undermatched at this point when a team knows that they can have your way with you or their way with you. But in fairness to our run defense, this is the team that is has one of the best run attacks that we're going to face all season. I got a good offensive line. 
They're veterans. They're big no. boys. Up there. But, that's what, that's what we dra- but that's what they, we drafted they, they for. Oh, Tony. because we, oh, what Trent got hurt early on. Trent, yeah, yeah he got hurt okay. early. Yeah, so typically mm-hmm. they would have a better. And Josh Jacobs ain't nothing to sneeze at. This mug. Is no, he's, nice. he's not. He's not. He but, is uh, nice. The problem that I would say was more concerning is that David Carr had all damn day. That's my thing is we drafted what seven defensive players and our defense looked Look, just as bad, if not worse, than it did last look year. Bad. When you put all right, you've got to look, you got to look looking bad and looking manageable are two different things. We looked mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, it wasn't just like, stops, oh, they did okay. We, we, looked, we lost we Eli Manning. I mean, Eli Manning, Eli Apple. We lost yeah. Eli Apple. Dante Jackson went down early with an injury. I mean, you can't like. Yes, it was bad, but when you look at the what we had as a defense to work with, we yeah. we knew yeah. coming into this game our secondary was going to be the biggest question mark. The problem isn't the secondary because we can, you know, that was something we already expected, right? The problem is we have a defensive line predicated on getting after the quarterback. That is the sole. Like, if you look at our defensive line. That is the only thing we thought that was for sure going to be the reason that we were able. Did you see? Did you see Derek Carr get sacked once? No. Did you see anybody get their hands on Derek Carr? Ooh, did we get no. sacked? I don't, even, I don't even. I don't even think he hit the ground one time. To be truly honest with you, I don't that's think he hit the ground one time. So when so, you don't have a front line that's able to get to the quarter, they were they were planning very well. They were getting the ball out very quickly, and that that's yes. that's the problem. But they were they there had were a very zero good game sacks in this game for the Panthers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's crazy. So that, and that's, that's crazy. But, that's but a, that's what happens that's when you run the ball, guys. That's what happens when you run the ball. But, but, but even when they threw the ball, they mm-hmm. had time to throw the ball. He had protection in the pocket. They were doing a good job of getting the ball out of his hands quick. And how about this? The Panthers linebacker core Thank looked you. like a bunch of ghosts today. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, and I knew this before the game. We were going to miss. Luke Kickley in a way that we do not yet understand until we watch them play football. I mean, do even Shaq Thompson, uh, I felt like was going for the ankles and not wrapping up on tackles. I mean, dude, it's ridiculous, man. Like, it's almost like we should have drafted uh, a game changing yeah, linebacker in the yeah, first round. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, by the way, yeah, him dude, killing us in the flats has to do with how bad too. our run defense would be if we didn't have it's a bad anyway. It was, it was bad, bad anyway, exactly. So, so our run defense didn't improve, our quarterback pressure didn't improve, and we didn't have a no, it didn't. We didn't have a quarterback. quarterback didn't even crown. This team, first, I want to give a mad shout out to Susan Dean, longtime supporter of the show, my personal friend. As well as she said this, she said, yeah, Dim Mama. Teddy looks tiny out on that field. My wife mm-hmm. kept saying this over and over. We were watching it, and I go, well, of course he does because you're used to looking at Cam. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Like, of course yeah. he looks tiny. But, yeah. yes, is that the hard – it's going to be hard, Panther fans, to juxtapose what you're seeing now to what we're used to seeing because we're used to seeing Cam and we're used to seeing linebackers flying all around like crazy. Question about the linebackers, though, is, you know, you got to wonder at this point, we're, we're so accustomed to having good linebackers, right? And Raiders fans have been talking shit to me for an entire week. And nice. They haven't been terribly mean about right. it like Raiders fans can be. But even my boy, Lowell the Jew, comes on the show and he goes, have fun with Tahir Whitehead. And what do you know? Yeah. He gets this giant penalty today. I didn't yeah. think I, I, I want to before we move on. I do want to say this is that I didn't feel like the Panthers team I saw today was worse than I expected them to be. 
I was pleasantly surprised a little bit. I was a little bit more surprised that the run defense just couldn't do anything. We couldn't get pressure. But overall, uh, the offense moved the ball. The defense did come up with a couple of stops that were timely. At time. You know, so it wasn't. This was, I was sitting there going, oh, shit, here comes seven and nine. So let me ask well, you, Tony. So we we lost we lost the game in the end by less than one possession. How many games like that did that happen to? I think like four of the first five. Yeah. Like a lot. Cats, so, bro, so we happens. may not have. Yeah, yeah, we may not have gotten worse, but we damn sure didn't improve. Made well, a lot of changes. Bob the Builder, man. Oh, hold on. Can I give? Let me give a little bit of credit so everyone thinks I'm not just only shitting on the Panthers. Uh, I was very surprised by our offensive line today. Our offensive line held up great. They mm. really did give Teddy uh, a, a lot of good protection. And the I one sack they they, they, the one the one sack that they did get on us, uh, it was on Teddy's pocket management and not rolling out. It was more on him than it was our offensive line. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, I do feel like Robbie Anderson played well. Another thing is, and get ready for more of this. Yeah, okay, Teddy threw a touchdown pass. He made a two point conversion, but our offense goes as Christian McCaffrey goes. Mm-hmm. Like, Christian was running his ass off, dude. And I think the fact that Josh Jacobs was on the other end balling out kind of got him pissed off a little bit. On that one touchdown, he put his hand on the helmet of the That's guy like, yeah, so bastard. Right. Yeah, yeah, what's up? And he don't even what's talk good? shit. Christian McCaffrey don't talk shit no. he was talking shit. Every once in a while, even last season, Christian would get the red ass sometimes. And he would get pissed off, and I love it. Uh, but listen, I mean, in my mind, Christian McCaffrey is the reason why this was close, because they started to feed him later on, and and he runs like a like a madman. And I think that was important to why this was a close contest today. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say it, something. I thought you were yeah. gonna say something. Well, so I, 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 I was, I was, but I was. It was gonna be. Some, it wasn't gonna be what he was talking about. I was gonna ask if we could talk about Matt Rule because I have a few things I want to point out about this, and I and I'm so glad that I actually got Cody to admit to it earlier. How about this? We're gonna talk before about it. we do that, let's go ahead okay. and jump to our first call. Let's okay. get the cat calls up mm-hmm. and see what. Uh, shout out John Kid uh, Kidco Barrera. Somebody else that's hipper than me is going to have to interpret his comment, though, because he said, I'm hopeful, but to hear Whitehead is a basura? Basura, that means shit. Basura, that means garbage. Okay. Yeah, garbage. <laughs> yeah. Is that just like Spanish? Yeah. Spanish, yeah. yeah. But the kids these days speaking the Spanish. And the Espanol is here. Oh! My man, you get cool yeah. every moment. The number's 252. <laughs> Two two eight fifty ninety eight. Let's see what the first fan has to say. You know this came early in the game. I'm guessing. Oh man, I think if it's playing, there's no sounds. I don't hear it. If it is, I don't hear it. All right. Uh, your thoughts on Matt Rule then? <laughs> just, just real quick, I'll put mm. something out there, then I want to comment. Um, we blamed Ron Rivera for not making adjustments. We blamed Ron Rivera for missed tackles. We blamed Ron Rivera for players not being in position to block. We blame Ron Rivera for everything that an NFL player at this level should know how to do. And the responsibility I feel is more on them than coaching. Coaching does have to do with it, but it's more on them to make the tackle, to be in position, all this stuff. So, are we going to blame Matt Rule today for 
terrible positioning on blocking. For one game, it, though, it, like for, we for, we talked about it after multiple games of it happening. Okay, That's so when we we talked about, about that. Is, is discipline a part of the game too? Which what your coach says? We got we got a taunting penalty. I think, I think of, uh, you know, unfortunately, absolutely. Conduct. I think that we we need to hold rule accountable to some of this. Okay. But to to um, put to put the the aspect. So let's put, take the first quarter. I mean, the first uh, half. Mm-hmm. What did we have? One no zero penalties the entire first half for a mm-hmm. team coming out as new, young as new as it was. Yeah. Um, the, it wasn't until we started to have legit? to play from behind. No, it wasn't legit. legit. There's, there's no, there's like no referee the behind the linebacker. Even yeah. trying to call, which I like is don't. Well, they made that, the that, that, that change the way the plays are going to be called. If there's but no referee did, seven yards behind the linebackers and the next closest guy is 20 yards behind the snap. Well, and they did make it a point to play that none of the referees were able to practice with any of the football teams. No. So, again, maybe they're rusty. I don't know, man. It's like, again, like, Greg, I'm on your side. Ultimately, I think that there's a lot of blame to go around, and the blame needs to go to everyone. It's to go to the players and the coaches. <laughs> How do you play the cat call in the middle of the talk? Sorry, sorry. Um, I've got it to work. All right, cool. But what I'm saying is, is like, yeah, for Ron Rivera, it was after years and years of it happening. Uh, I'm not going to come down as hard on Matt Rule as I did Rivera because it is a first year. It is after all this COVID stuff. But one of the things I will say is that I think the play calling uh, today, for the most part, it either felt like they didn't want to throw the ball deep, which is what the Panthers have been doing for the past few years, or they just didn't trust Teddy Bridgewater to do it. I mean, it was nothing but dink and dunk, five, ten-yard passes here at the time. That's and what you it, get, bro, when you bring in a Saints offense. No, but that's not what they did. At L- or, but that's not. Yes, but that's not what they did yes, at LSU. Yes, it is. And well, Joe Brady. Yes, it is. But listen, yes, uh, it is. At, at LSU, <laughs> no, this, dude, it's like going five dude, wide and we go three yards, Joe three Burrow, yards, three yards, three yards, three yards. He may not have the biggest arm in the world, but Joe Burrow was throwing the ball deep a lot at LSU, man. Like, it, it's – so I don't know. I don't know if it says that they don't trust Teddy to do it or that it just wasn't a part of the game plan. I don't know, but I don't feel the offensive play calling was very good today at all. I agree. Well, Teddy actually did throw the ball. Teddy threw the ball deep a couple of times, and every time he did, it was wobbly wobbly and inaccurate. He threw one ball in the game that went through the defender's hands, and then our receiver caught it, and the announcer tried to say, what a great throw by Teddy. No, that was an interception. If Cam Newton threw that ball, they'd be talking about how terrible his accuracy was. That ball went directly through the two guys' hands. He had two hands on it. And somehow we ended up with a ball. I think this offense Terrible looked exact, exactly like I expected to look like. And that is that we're going to be a – it's like a West Coast offense. It's very much a West Coast offense. You know? It's all, that's that, really all it is. Like, I feel like deeper routes would have been, were there in this game, but Bridgewater just couldn't make those throws. There was a couple times where there was some wide-open receivers on some yeah. posts down the middle and they were ducks i just i guess the surprise the one one surprise was christian mccaffrey was not involved in the passing game another mistake sounds like that was yeah i didn't expect that i thought they would go five wide a lot with christian out there get him the ball in space have a receiver blocking for him like behind dj or something like that you know, throw basically a wide rescre- wide receiver screen to Christian McCaffrey. We didn't see a lot of that, but I did expect this pass-heavy offense, 
short, quick passes. That is what New Orleans always does. I feel like I'm like looking at the same thing. Um, and then afterwards, they did show in the second half, they did start feeding Chris McCaffrey, and he started to show, hey, bitches, like, I'm the best running back in the league. You should be giving right. me the ball a lot. Why didn't it, why didn't it happen earlier? And by mm-hmm. the way, if you know that you have a weapon like McCaffrey, whose benefit is you can use him in so many different ways, why aren't you targeting him more with a guy who's supposed to be, you know, accurate and at Dinkin and Duncan, Teddy Bridgewater? Why aren't you at least putting the threat of Christian in the McCaffrey game or passing the ball to McCaffrey? Why isn't that a threat? Even if it isn't picking you up uh, a, a ton of yards, they need to know that you have to fear Christian McCaffrey as a receiver as well. Like, I feel like it wasn't very inventive. And again, I don't want to bring down the whole world on him right now. It's the first game of the season. It's been the weirdest offseason in the history of the NFL. So I'm not writing them off completely. There are things that they have to work on. But I don't understand what the mindset was going into the game and not having Christian McCaffrey used like Christian McCaffrey. I don't understand. I don't know. I didn't have any problem with game calling, right? Like, I I, mean, I just didn't. Is that, like, we, we moved the ball. Um, look, we didn't take – I mean, like, he didn't have any turnovers. Like, we were getting it done. The problem is, is we just couldn't stop them. That's really the problem with our with our team was not the offensive production. Yeah, I mean, do you want it to be more exciting? Do you want Christian? You know, I was in. Where was Curtis Samuel at? Missing in action. Robbie Anderson yeah. all day long. It's all Robbie Anderson. He's going to be the big play guy. And I will say this: is that there was like a bazillion unsportsmanlike conduct penalties throughout the NFL today. I'm pretty sure that having no fans just lets these refs hear the N-word every time one of these guys says it to each other. That's my guess of what the taunting yeah. is because the N-word, you're not allowed to say the N-word, and not that you should be allowed, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, I'm guessing, has a lot to do with that. All right, let's go to our first call of the show, 252-228-5098. What's up, C3? It's Nova Black. I'm watching the game. Yep, it's the first daggone game of the season, and I think Bridgewater. Nova Black. I don't think Bridgewater. Um, he ain't out there fucking up. He's way better than what we had last year. Um, that offensive line, uh, they seem all right. They ain't too bad. The defense is trash. The run stopping, um, I don't know what the fuck that is anymore. Um, the passing coverage, I guess these guys got to learn, you know. Um, it's the first game. I want to see how they look the next game and the game after that. I'll give them four games into the season. If they ain't gotten better, you know, at stopping that run and, and, and the coverage, first of all, these guys are playing zone. Like, what the fuck? And all coverage and shit, I'm not liking that. You know, in today's NFL, that's not yeah. going to get you very far. I mean, you know, I guess it's a bend and not break mentality, but and these guys got to learn. So, at the end of the day, you know, the game not over. I still think we in this. It's the third. It's the fourth, isn't it? Yep, top of the fourth. And uh, Panthers just scored. Go CMC, go Panthers. Let's do this. 
All right, shout out. First of all, thanks, Nova Black. Uh, legendary caller to the C3 Panthers podcast. The number's 252-228-5098. Matt Rule will be just fine as a rookie. Mistakes on his part. There's hope. That's a comment from Travis Gould. Thank you for the love bomb and the super chat, as well as Rage Real Sade. PJ Walker, 2020, before it's too late. Uh, thoughts on uh, the well, – let's just – now we've talked about the defense. We've talked about uh, the offense and the kind of problems that, I guess, or lack – you know, whatever you guys are disaffected about. But the offensive line today is something to be – something to be excited about. It, or not excited overall, but to be hopeful about. We have you can say this, excited. Yeah, I mean, like this is on paper has been the best offensive line we've seen. Honestly, mm-hmm. Moten, Okung, Paradis, if he works. Was Greg Little playing guard today? Did I see that? He was suited up. Now I feel just stupid. I didn't take note of that. Yeah, it was a lot more Schofield out there. Yeah, I saw Schofield. Schofield. And then who was on the other, other guard position? And why is Greg Little, is that a missing storyline for us? He was in pads. I saw him on the sideline a bunch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I did not I, – I didn't really see him doing anything uh, crazy in the game. So, I don't know. But, hey, maybe we don't need him. Like, listen, if there's one thing that you want to take away as a positive from today, Teddy Bridgewater did have time to throw the football. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, once we finally fed him, what, I think it was – I don't know if he quite broke 100 yards rushing today. He but like he, was da- yeah, he was yeah. damn near a 100-yard rusher. I mean, listen, that, that bodes well that if you want to say that this offense is rusty, they're, they're not in rhythm, that they're working stuff out, it bodes well for them the fact that it, it does look like, for the most part, Teddy Bridgewater will have enough time to be able to survey, survey the field and get the ball out of his hands. Um, and you can only hope that we get on a better track throwing the football. But as of right now, I mean – I, they overperformed. I thought they were going to be one of the problem areas for this football team, and, and I was wrong. Alvin Kamara just walked in the end zone. Or not walked, ran in very fastly. He looks good. Uh, yeah, tied yeah. up. A score alert. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay and the Saints are tied up. Tampa Bay yep. looking pretty good until that moment. Um, any other thoughts on the offensive line before we keep plowing through? I mean, I'm good. Say the one sack, no. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to say I don't have nothing. Oh, well, the one side that was allowed was because of Schofield, ultimately. So, mm. yeah. what is worth. Mm-mm. What you going to do? Uh, you know? you know, there's a lot to talk about with this game. There's a lot to talk about with this season. And I'm sure y'all will talk about it and unpack it. You know, shout That's out to do. Sam Mills. Keep pounding. What I wanted to baby. say real quick, I got a question for y'all, or a topic for y'all to discuss. Not a question. Real quick, I want to say if our defense is going to play like this, we got to score like 40 points a game. <laughs> but beyond that, I want to talk about the pumped-in crowd noise. At times, doesn't it feel like it's a little bit louder when Oakland's getting first downs? Like, I know that Bank of America Stadium is an away team-friendly, kid-friendly, not a hostile place like MetLife or – stadium like that but like the fans aren't even there do we have to be away team friendly when the fans aren't there can we quit cheering for their first downs a little bit like what's going on with that 
I want to know what's his DJ up there. Like, what team is he really riding we need with? Some booze. DJ, we don't not need my no DJ. We need uh, some booze. Could some you guys talk about booze. that? Love y'all. Keep pounding. Man, thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, I do have an issue with that. Now, I was where I was at, it was on the. Because I went to a sports bar to watch it so I could watch the ticket. I wanted to see Cam play. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, usually on sun, on game days, I just sit at my house. I zero in on my TV by myself, get the show ready. You know what I'm saying? But my wife goes, you want to go watch this somewhere? I was like, well, sure. <laughs> Let's go watch, see what Cam yeah. does, because I can't watch that on TV. But th- did you guys notice how were the sound effects as you're listening to this? I at one mm-hmm. point heard that they were going to be using – Maybe this was for baseball. That's what it was. Baseball was going to use sound effects from MLB The Show. Oh <laughs> like, like, like they stole them from the video game and used them. Uh, any thoughts on that? And, yeah, whoever's the DJ up there, uh, let's get some boo birds up in that mug. Uh, everyone, by the way. Everyone on Twitter universally hated the crowd noise. Yeah. Like it was noticeable. Like it was noticeable mm-hmm. how bad it was. Not only did it not sound authentic, but yeah, like the caller said, it's like, wait, whose stadium were they in? Like, if you're trying to replace crowd noise to replicate that home field effect, and and we didn't get any of that. It's it's, yeah. I don't know, man. And I mean, who knows when the Panthers are going to even have fans in the stadium? I mean, a few other stadiums have had fans. I don't That's imagine true. that we're going to go all season not having some kind of fans, but. Didn't it look so know, weird? Actually, it looked like my background right now. Exactly. Yeah. You guys can't see it in the video conference, but you can. I do feel bad for like the rookie. I, I was watching one of the morning shows, and someone mentioned it. Like, I feel bad for the rookie players. You know, you get drafted in the NFL. Part of the whole experience is your first NFL game. You get to be at a, you know, you hear the crowd. You get to feel the fans. Mm-hmm. But now there's just absolutely none of that. And, um, yeah, it's noticeable, man. Yeah. And it's bad. It's bad. When I was watching, I didn't notice that much of a difference just here watching it on television. I mean, I could hear the cheers and the booze a little bit, but did I didn't – don't remember if I heard this or not. Like, on big third-down defensive plays, did they have defensive chants? Like, you know, or was it just the regular crowd cheering and booing? Because I know that when I'm in a game and it's a big third down, the crowd is lit. We're slamming our seats against the thing, making a lot of noise. Right. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that happened. I think that affects the game big time. It didn't sound like that to me. Uh, yeah, it didn't sound like it to me. This is why no. we can't Sounded do a very reaction show. Mm-hmm. We cannot do a reaction show, guys, because I'm watching the chat, and somebody goes, Brady just threw a pick. And 30 seconds yep. later, like now I get to see it because I'm watching. Yeah, I watched. you get spoiled, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, here are a couple of comments from the chat room. Uh, other than Trady, uh, Brady just threw a pick, is I did see, look, uh, this was A. Kiger says Raiders are going to be a formidable team. Just watch. Panthers will be okay. Sean Presley, the crowd noise operator, needs to be fired. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button, folks, if you're watching on YouTube. Call into the show. The number is 252-228-5098. And you can follow us on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Let's go ahead and jump to the next call. I'm going to keep it real with you. And I don't care what you or your friends think or anybody. Come at me, bro. (laughs) You, Cody, 
does not know football, and you're just hating on a man that did that he is he came into a screwed up situation with COVID and everything like that, and you don't even see that. And yeah, no, he's missed a couple of throws. I'll give you that, but he's made some really good throws, and he's making us a competitive football team. If Cam Newton was in that same situation, I would do the same thing. You. I just hate on him because you will suck fucking Cam Newton's dick for so long. You, it's hard to take it out. I know. That's my job, bro. That's my and job. I am tired <laughs> of people job. like you that can't see that. Teddy Bridgewater, he may not be the greatest quarterback, but he is a very efficient quarterback. And he, this is his first starting gig. In how many years? And how much pressure is on him? Lee, you know, coming after Cam Newton? Which is our franchise best quarterback, so you can get miss me with all that shit. No, I don't care not, about your little oh, all bro. the analysts and everything oh, that you think you are, but you don't know football if you think bro. Teddy Bridgewater has yeah, played like that. Now I'm about to be out. Now let me tell you how much of a hypocrite you are, because all uh, the, of the time that Cam Newton was here, if Cam Newton would miss any throw. Even things that weren't and on this Cam caller Brandon Herbert, not just Brandon, Brandon Herbert was always saying, oh, that's on Cam. That's Cam's fault. Well, how about this, Brandon? Cam Newton didn't have the weapons uh, when he was healthy that Taylor Bridgewater does right now. And I never saw Cam Newton missing passes to the flat to Curtis Samuel. Oh, missing yes, passes did. to uh, no, that, mid- not, not not a not We defended him. Just be with that dumb shit, bro. If Cam would miss, it would be high and down the field. But how about this? Teddy Bridgewater was missing high. He was missing in the flat. He was missing to the middle yeah, of the field. Was. And I'm not going to sit here and just bullshit and pretend like that didn't happen and like that wasn't on him. Uh, my he whole was thing, fine today. My whole thing, he was fine. My whole thing with Bridgewater has been I do not believe he is a franchise quarterback that can lead a football team. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I have not seen any evidence to the contrary. If you want to stay mad, bro, stay mad. I don't give a damn. I'm going to say what's real, and I'm going to do it all the time. All you do with stats, do the stats don't lie. That's right. Is that I will I will just say, guys, that Kamar well, came after touchdown. us and Cam all the time. So mm-hmm. let us do it's kind right, of now like it was what was it? It's like uh, all this crap where we get on Twitter and people are like, turn the page. Cam ain't with you no more. This and that. You're like, let us just do whatever the fuck we want. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we had to listen to your shit. For whatever, every time Cam missed the pass, we have to call in and we have to listen to it. So yeah, let us talk our shit a little bit. But I'm not even talking shit. I thought uh, Teddy Bridgewater was absolutely fine. I thought he was absolutely what they wanted him to be, which is not exciting and not bad. So is that thirty million dollars? Yeah, good. I think. I had that exact question. If you saw him perform today, would you give him three years for $63 million? Exactly. Hell no. Exactly. That's my point. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my point being is that we replaced Cam Newton for this guy specifically. And mm-hmm. all of the things that he was supposed to be able to do that Cam Newton didn't do well. Oh, he was more accurate. He operates the offense in rhythm. And all this, you know, it, like all this nonsense that he didn't really do today. 
Like and, and we were, at our, sorry, Greg, we were at our best when we were running the football. When Christian McCaffrey was was getting fed, and it, I mean there was that one touchdown that Teddy Bridgewater had to to Robbie Anderson, and it was kind of a missed tackle. But dude, hey, a touchdown's a touchdown, mm-hmm. and a two point conversion is a two point conversion. I'm not mad at that, but I'm saying that performance was nothing to ride home about, and it does nothing to make me feel like he's going to be able to 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 keep up with all these teams that are running over our defense. If our defense doesn't get better, Bridgewater and this offense aren't going to be able to get into shootouts. Sorry. Well, let me ask you, what kind of mindset do you want your quarterback? Everybody used to get pissed off like Cam Newton in the situation we were in where he had eight seconds left and he's going out there. Cam Newton had kind of a pissed off look on his face. We're sitting on the sidelines kind of angry about the game. Right. He would, he, people would rag him about it. You know what Teddy Bridgewater was doing walking on the field with eight seconds left? Smiling. He had that $30 million smile on because he's losing his first game of his, of his, in his Panthers career, you know, or his Panthers, you know, tenure. And he's at walking out there smiling with eight seconds left. That tells me he's not taking it seriously. I mean, so, I mean, I know he can't get the ball down the field. So that's probably what he's thinking is like, there's no way I can throw the ball this far, you know, <laughs> but, but I mean, do you really want to see your quarterback walking out there smiling when uh, he just lost the game? Like joking around with people in the field. To me, that doesn't show just lack of uh, devotion to what he's doing. But it's just me, maybe, you know. Who knows, man? I, I don't know. But everyone's going to, you know, say that I we're hypocrites. You know, shit not, and uh, like, I mean, look, is that I'm looking at Cam's game. I'm, I'm cheering for him, too, and I'm going to cheer for Teddy. I didn't think Teddy was bad today. Is that and I thought he was unexceptional and not bad at all. Like, he, he pushed the ball f- downfield further than y'all give him credit for. Does he got a laser? Not effectively. Uh, but – Robbie Anderson is an exciting player. The the offense is fine. There's zero like what do we, we score? We score we thirty scored just like we yeah, did last not. year. Just like we we'll did last year. All right, we'll be all right with that. <laughs> it's just can this defense grow up? Here, here's another thirty second. I'm pretty sure this is part two. Yo, C three is no nope. black again. You know the game. What's that? We lost by four points. I ain't even mad, man. I ain't even mad at all. And you know what? Hey, Carolina's going to be better than anybody giving credit for the team. They got plenty of room to get better. It's game one. The Raiders won by the ten of their teeth. A win is a win. A loss is a loss. I'll take that L with my head. We ain't got dragged. Over and out. Yeah, dude. I like it. I like it. I'm kind of yeah. with you. Yeah. Yo, C3 is no. Oh, hold on. I got a. I see something that looks like it's in Spanish. So I'm going to need to play this before. Trifitti, you are absolutely right. Teddy threw like an injured cam. Absolutely right. Mm, no, right here's the problem, and here's why I'm going to side on the on the air of caution with a little bit of this, right? Yes, I think Teddy Bridgewater had some smart, intelligent decisions. I think his mm-hmm. run there at the end of the second half or first half, where he got he looked up, saw the time, he immediately went down so he could call the timeout because he knew if he was going to go down, he was not going to be able to. He needed two. He those two seconds were so important to be able to do that. So, but my problem is. We were going up against a secondary that had only players that had two years' worth of experience. And how many balls did he throw deep? One, and that was because the guy was wide open in the middle of the field. And when he did throw it beyond 10 yards, every time it was underthrown and it was almost picked off or tipped or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. You wanted to award him for the completions. When you saw those deep completions, if he didn't didn't make those passes – 
He is absolutely not. If he didn't make that pass to Robbie Anderson out there, which you could say that Cam Newton wouldn't have made that pass all day. But you and I both know a healthy Cam Newton would have made that laser right to Robbie Anderson right there, too. Mm-hmm. And he would have made that laser right to Christian McCaffrey when the ball, you know, when he was in the flat. He would have mm-hmm. made that laser to Curtis Samuel when it was third and two instead of throwing it so high that Curtis Samuel had to come down on his back to Preach, be able to not get Preach. the first down. There mm-hmm. are so many things that happen that you guys wanted to sit there and crucify Cam Newton over last year that that now because Teddy Bridgewater's doing the exact same thing or, or two years ago even. You're wanting to say, oh, it's just a new system, a new system. He knows this system more than Cam Newton knew the system in New England. That's because why he we brought him in. Yeah. He has Joe Brady. <laughs> Great point. Why we brought him in. Running the exact same offense that he ran when he was down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Come on, guys. You cannot use COVID as an excuse here. The only person prepared more than any other team on uh, any other player on this team was Teddy Bridgewater. And if he didn't perform today, that was a complete and utter lack of confidence on his part and our co- our coaches staff being able to give him the reins to throw the ball downfield. We oh, had a virtual high five, buddy. We had a secondary <laughs> that is almost as young as our secondary, if not more young than our secondary, and we did not test them but two or three times the entire game. Take mm-hmm. that out of the equation. You threw the ball to Christian McCaffrey one time in the entire first half. Mm-hmm. Why did we lose? It's because Teddy Bridgewater wasn't making good decisions in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, and my, my thing is this, man. Listen, if you want to be hopeful about our offense, that's fine. But we have to talk about the defense more, I feel. Because yeah. this offense, listen, Tony is right to a point. We were able to put up 30 points, and that's you know that's not something to shake a stick at. That, that's a good amount of points. The problem is if our defense isn't going to be able to get stops, then the, the, the Panthers are not built to win shootouts. They're just not built to win shootouts. What happens when Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans start to roll? Like, this defense is going to have to step up. And I'm sorry, I'm not interested in a middle of the pack season this year. Up eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. Like, why does anyone want that? I either want to be a playoff team or I want the number one pick in the draft, man. And that's just it. But people are gonna be mad no matter what we say. That's why I don't I just don't give a shit, man. I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna keep it one hundred with everyone. So you wanna hear some stats here that I just read? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek Brown had a total of three tackles, and K1 Short had a total of four tackles. That was their style. Oh, dude, that's putrid. Why? They're, Why in, the They're in the middle of the defensive line. That, they that's, both, yeah. They both yeah, accounted for seven tackles, bro. Which, by the way, that what second touchdown Jacobs had was right up the middle, right past our number one pick, untouched, into the end zone, what, seven, eight yards? Yeah. So just putting it out there. Trying to look mm. and see who had the most tackles. Shaq Thompson had combined 12. Jen had eight. Pride had seven. Uh, see, y'all told me when quarterbacks and defensive backs had a lot of tackles. That wasn't a good sign. Yeah, yeah. that's not a good it's sign not. when your defensive backs have a lot of tackles. But right again, I'm not prepared to blame our tackles for the lack of tackles, right? I'm prepared to blame our edge for not setting the edge correctly and just trying to pin their head back, ears back and get to the quarterback when it was a clearly mm-hmm. run for game plan they had. Like, you should not have just been playing, trying to rush well, to the quarterback and get there. And you weren't even making the pressures. Like, that's the funny thing about it. Hmm. That's, that's gonna be that's gonna make it a long season if we can't get a pass rush. Yeah. But I don't believe we're gonna like 
not every team is going to be like this. Is look, they got two rookie wideouts for Oak, for Las Vegas. They got a they got a quarterback who is very much like white Teddy Bridgewater, you know. Um, and, and Tang Ginger, what a jerk this person is. He said when Tony says "our," he means the Pats. That's a lie. <laughs> I've actually been the most uh, positive person on the show so far. Yeah. Right? Is mm-hmm. that like I? This is exactly yeah. what I wanted to see. Uh-oh. Is Fight I wanted field. to see uh, a game that I could watch the entire time. If we mm-hmm. are going to tank, right? It's never on uh, intentional, as in from a player standpoint. It's never intentional from a fan standpoint. Is that we don't want to watch, and I don't want to hear anybody that's like, "Oh, I expect this team to be bad." And, like, just get over yourselves. Like, no, you expected to turn on the fucking television and cheer for your team and hope they win. Right? And on t- and that's what I did today. And I was able I – was, I was okay with the product today. I did not expect uh, much different, to be honest, other than I, I did think we would just – when you know they're going to run the ball at you and you can't do anything about it, it is fatiguing, it's demoralizing. And that's why teams do it. And that's, you know, so this this defense is going to get better. I hope it's going to get better. It's going to get better on the front. I don't know what our linebacker play will be like. It's like, well, I just am undecided about Shaq Thompson at the end of the day. No matter how much I want to love him, is that I'm just undecided. Is he just an okay player? And uh, And we know oh. that this secondary is going to be tested and have some problems. I mean, what's the what? What else do we expect here? Is that maybe? I mean, the game plan seems sound. This was a non-exciting, exciting game. Like it was fun to watch, but nothing. To it was fun to see thirty points on the board. I mean that that part. I'll be the first to say it was nice to see that. The problem is they were all from Joey Sly's foot for the most part. I felt like the second half. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Joey fucking Sly missing a damn extra point. Hey man, y'all, y'all were the ones that were pra- praising the Lord that Graham no. Gano is gone. Yes, I've been, I was praising I, I've that been telling y'all that that was going to be a problem. Joey Sly was never more dependable than than Graham Gano, and I'm not saying that Graham Gano was more dependable, but it's like, you know, it, how many times are we going to worry about uh, kicking an extra point? And by the way, we said this in the off season. Joey Sly has a leg, man. He can boom a football, but can he knock a, a ten yarder? In between the uprights, because those are the ones that you have to have, the ones that are gimme, the ones that that you know you should have. Uh, I mean, that's in question with Joey Sly. He's never been accurate from short. No. Hey, hey, well, Tony. I'll start good. No, I was gonna say. I mean, outside of that, I mean, that was the one extra point again that we looked at. But again, after outside of that, dude was money. Even with those long kicks, anything over forty, he was directly down the center. And I think he got after that first miss on that uh, on that extra point. I think he he settled in, and I think we're. I, I really do believe that he's going to be one of the better kickers in the NFL. I, I I think we're just not giving him credit yet. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you're not going to make everyone, and and even the best kickers sometimes miss a short one like a uh, extra point. But you're right. He, as long as he didn't continue that the rest of the game, I was happy with it. Uh, real quick, me and Cody might have to eat a little bit of crow here. Tony, I sent a tweet in the in the group chat. See if you can present this real quick. It's an Isaiah Simmons play that happened about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, give um, me a second. 
uh, okay. Cody, um, shout yeah. out the super chat for us while I do that. Yeah, man. So uh, shout out to uh, Theo Ashburn. My thoughts. You can win football games with Teddy, but he's not going to win your games, which is another word for Kirk Cousins. And, dude, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the comment right there, bro. Like, that's just the truth. That's 100% the truth. Shout out, Theo. And that's what I've been saying, man. And then, like, dude, I don't care what people say, but everybody trying to, like, question me or or, or, or any of us at all. Oh, we're not Panther fans. We're not pulling for the team. Whatever, bro. That's the dumbest shit in the world to me. Just because we're being honest with you and telling you what kind of player we think Teddy Bridgewater is and who he has so far shown himself to be. These free up. Oh, let me see. I need a Saints just blocked a field goal, by the way, after a real Brady interception last drive. They what? They blocked a field goal? They blocked a field goal, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's about to be a raping, by the way. Yeah, it's 14 7 Saints right now. They're they're kind of making Tampa Bay look look bad. Yeah, that's oh, not expected. I, yeah, I didn't expect yeah, it either. Expect yeah, I'm that. I'm telling you, it's I'm I mean, down. granted, Lattimore did make a you know a stupid Personal whoa, foul. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you send me porn? No. What? I swear, what? I converted this thing on a converter website, and it just <laughs> popped up a porn vid. No. Since you explained, man, he's like, I'm tired no, of doing this. I'm gonna get us removed yeah. from YouTube. Yeah, play that one for us, Tony. No, I sent you. Well, I'll explain okay. it then if you can't play it because I definitely don't want you playing porn on here. It's a it's a welcome to the NFL Isaiah Simmons it's from uh, uh, at Better Rivals Oscar Apricio. I'm not sure who it is. I just I just saw it online. It's Isaiah Simmons uh, getting burned. I mean, burned bad, faked out bad by a runner back, running back coming out of the backfield for a pass. He goes the opposite direction. Running back goes all the way down the field, scores a touchdown. It looked yeah, mostly really, really I mean, bad. You're but to be fair, that guy is fast. Most are yeah, yeah. But it, it looked bad. So I, yeah. I'd be a little pro with that one. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong with that. I mean, not saying that he's not going to be good, but he's not having a much better game than yeah, Brown. D- listen, man, everyone has – d- did you read what, what it says? Welcome to the NFL, Isaiah Simmons. Every, every rookie has welcome to the NFL moments, bro. That's true. That's hey, true. By, the, but by the way, guess what? Derek Brown was welcomed today to the NFL by pretty much being completely shut out in the home opener. So, I mean that uh, yeah, yeah. that one that one pass break that he almost got an interception on was pretty interesting. And if he would have gotten yeah, that almost. interception, that would have been incredible. Almost. Yeah, yeah my dick is almost ten inches. <laughs> Pictures or it didn't happen. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Hans told him that. And if you're Isaiah Simmons, the one thing you can uh, never do in man to man coverage, because this guy isn't from Wake Forest right now. And he saw the intro. When you have man coverage, you cannot look back at the quarterback. He said, this isn't Wake Forest. I'm dead. So, let's see. What else we got to talk about is, actually, let's just keep going through with these calls. I think we got. Wait, did we hear from Josh from Mass at all yet? I don't think so. But after this call, I've got something, uh, one positive thing about the Panthers I want to say. I do want to say something positive about them. Go with the call. Yeah, I was really pissed that we missed that extra point. That was, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, it's your boy like Josh from Mass. Uh-huh. Um, a few thoughts on the game quick. Um, defense could have looked a little sharper, but um, honestly not too disappointed given how many um, 
how many rookies are starting for us this year. Um, the offense, however, to me, it was flat. It was disappointing. It was it was missing a lot of things that you know were beyond the twenty yard mark. It's almost like uh, Kyle Allen is still running this offense. What a shock, huh? Mm-hmm. No. Don't have a big play QB. Can't make the plays with his arm or his feet. Hmm. Imagine that. Well, he did make some plays. We have with a chance to win the game right. at the end, and a, ch- a chance to come he down to the end. Making and, plays with his D. And we have a fourth and one situation, and uh, <laughs> There's you know, a, whole, a pretty uh, a pretty easy QB sneak situation. I mean, Tom Brady could have gotten that fourth and one, and Teddy Bridgewater didn't even try. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have faith in him to even make the try. So I think that says all you need to know about where the season mm-hmm. is. I love five, 250 pound quarterback. Yeah. Real nice to I have. love how we have a, a Raiders fan in here saying Raiders because they just beat a team that's one of the youngest in the NFL and has a brand new coach, a brand new quarterback, all these things that everybody wants to give us, uh, you know, give, make, give passes on. I just want to thank. Miguel is uh, maybe getting a little ahead of himself, thinking his team's going to do something this year. But hey, man, yeah. shout out! Hey, you know what? Don't shout That's out Miguel. It, yeah. The Raiders, the Raiders just uh, helped us out on our on our Thanks, road Dave. to the first pick in the draft, bro. There you so go. shout there you out go. Raiders and shout out Miguel Navarro. <laughs> oh, all right, let's see. If, uh, I'm gonna stay on this hill turn, y'all. I don't give a fuck. Hey, Miguel, if you keep on spamming, dude. You know it's not going to work out for you. Yeah, if you want to hang out, you can hang out. But I'll put the band hammer on your ass quick, bro. The band hammer, I like it. Drop the hammer. Hey, uh, fellas, I'm gonna leave in five. All right. All right, yeah, dude. You, man. Wait, let yeah. me talk about one positive thing then for you because I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Did anybody That's else nice. get the feeling? Special teams. Did anybody Special else? Teams not- is way better. I, for the first time in years, I wasn't scared when the when the receiver caught the ball and it took Absolutely. off. I mean, there were a couple times it felt like it bounced off his chest a little bit, but third best player on our team. Yeah, Yeah. like it it felt so good to not be scared of a punt return, though. Like I was like, oh, it feels so good to not be sweating that. So that's one positive from today. No, I completely agree. I think I think that, and you know, one of my bold predictions from Tuesday was I think we're going to walk away with more questions than answers. I think we've got a couple of answers with the offensive line being a little bit more solid, Mm -hmm. but I think. Now, in all the things I said, I don't think we have anybody that is going outside of Christian McCaffrey that is going to be like, a, oh, we can rely on that person, you know, to be able to be right. uh, getting carrying us to a victory or anything. Even DJ Moore had some suspect, you know, suspicious moments where he was or suspect moments where he was able to he should have come down with a, a ball, even though some of them may have been behind him. Curtis Samuel had the same thing. Um, Robbie Anderson was the only one that that had balls placed right in his chest and was able to make it something happen with it. So, I know there was one pass to DJ Moore. It was a quick slant, and it was just rocket fired in there, and he dropped it. It was right on the money. Pass was there. Yeah. It was right on the money, but it was just a rocket. And if I mean, maybe if it hadn't been thrown so hard, it wouldn't have been so would have been easier to catch. And I know that Cam Newton's big criticism was not being able to throw the ball with touch. So just put it out there. If Cam would have thrown it that hard, me to dropped it, they'd have blamed it on Cam. So. You're an NFL wide receiver, though. You got to make those catches. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100. Yes. Yes. But I'm just saying they would have blamed that on Cam. They would have said Cam should probably the You know, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jason, before you before you jump out of here for the day, one, thanks for hanging with us, bro. We'd love having Definitely. you on. And uh, is there anything is there anything uh, you want to plug or tell us about before you jump off here? 
Uh, yeah, be sure to follow us at SI underscore Panthers on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Jason Hewitt 50 on Twitter. I give some pretty good Panthers takes. And it seems like I'm about to be a regular on the show. So it's, it's good to hang with y'all. Um, and and right, yeah, well, I'll talk to y'all later. Hey, Jason, right, I appreciate awesome, you popping in here, bro. You, man. Have a good one, boss. All right, the Panthers Hold on, we gotta address. J Dub has been telling us to stop talking about Cam for like the entire show. But no, no, no. Here's the thing: when you have let go of a quarterback in favor of another one, you've got to talk about the person you let go. If you don't, then there's no like you have nothing to compare to. Right now, if we just act like Cam Newton didn't exist, that's not going to do us any good to be able to look back and say, "Hey, listen." You know, our time with Cam Newton was better than Teddy Bridgewater. We do the same thing with Smitty when we let Smitty go. We did the same thing. We're going to do the same thing with Greg Olson when we start talking about the game he had with Seattle. I mean, you can't sit here and tell us to stop talking about the people who have been such a big part of our organization for 10 years. Come on, Jay. And it's the fact that Teddy Bridgewater was brought in, you know, because everyone thought Teddy was going to do the things that Cam Newton couldn't or wouldn't do. It's hypocritical, and now we're paying for it. Well, do in they some have ways he did. did. To be honest, in some ways, Teddy Bridgewater did. What an injured Cam Not what a healthy Cam did. What if an you look did. at what Cam did today in New England, he only threw the ball 19 times. He had 150-yard passing yards. He ran well, for he, 75. He had two touchdowns. Right, like, he threw 19 times. That was a typical Cam Newton game right there. But how many uh, were completed Teddy in 19 passes? Teddy did what we, what we thought he was going to do is this, is he made good reads. I was fine, you know, and I've always been fine with Teddy Bridgewater. It's really just the manner that the why the reasoning, the rationale behind separating from Cam that was, uh, you know, kind of traumatizing to me. But um, look, as I'm actually, uh, I think if anything, you guys walk away. Is that yeah? We couldn't stop the run today, and this team, uh, the team we're playing, wanted to run the ball. I don't think you can look at this team today. And really be that upset. You know, they looked, they did not look 1000% overmatched. They didn't look like they were on the wrong field. They didn't look like they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> the offense looked competent. If anything, I just say this is that defense lacks some stars. And you got some yeah. questions that are still being raised around. What happens when or do we get over enthralled with edge rushers when against a run team? You know, it's like Brian Burns is he a liability against a team like um, Las Vegas? You know, but I mean, we need some help on defense, but that's why we drafted seven defensive players. Ultimately, I thought the team we didn't have a lot of penalties until third quarter. DJ Moore dropped the end bomb, probably. You know, overall, Wait, why did you keep saying who dropped the end bomb? Well, he right. got. <laughs> how do you get a taunting penalty when you don't? He poked get the dude's head. Oh, you didn't see it, Tony. He poked oh, no. him in the in the in the eye shield. And, and you can say other than the N word. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, how do you get a taunting penalty when you don't even catch the ball? I told you, you didn't that. Shit. Hey. You can't taunt when you're losing. Well, the that's dude came up and started talking to him, and DJ Moore didn't hold his composure, and that's what it was. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. By the way, can I can I just highlight Theo Ashburn again, real quick? Just like Tom Brady and the Patriots, people are going to talk about him leaving, and Belichick is better without him all year. 
you have to talk about a quarterback leaving. Because literally our past decade, we have known only one kind of Panthers with a certain kind of players. Like, of course, we're going to juxtapose it with what we've known and what we expect. Like, people are saying, oh, don't ever mention Cam Newton. I honestly don't know what the hell you're expecting. Like, we're going to talk about what's relevant going on with the football team. And especially if Cam Newton balls out. Like, yeah, Cam Newton didn't have a great stat line today, but it was also because, one, they're a run-first offense. And, by the way, he accounted for both of their touchdowns. Or maybe they had. He was, maybe they had another- he was great, man. If you watched it, like the read option, they were just read optioning bitches all day long. Cam Newton like, they were using him for what he's good for. Everybody, Cam, Newton That's true, Cam Newton's banged up. Cam Newton will never be healthy. Could have fooled the shit out of me looking at him today. Right. Yeah. And let me tell you too, the stats wise, let's compare them real quick. We brought Bridgewater in because he's more accurate, right? Bridgewater threw sixty four point seven percent today. Cam Newton threw almost 80, 79.8, I think. Cam Newton, he kept Bridgewater through for a hundred more yards than Cam Newton did, but he also threw twice as many passes. And uh, 70 of those yards were on one pass that he threw 10 yards down the field and the receiver did the rest. So realistically, he threw for about the same amount of yards, uh, uh, threw for one touchdown, had zero on the rushing great game. Cam Newton had 75 yards rushing. Cam Newton had a way better game today than Teddy Bridgewater did with a worse offensive line, a worse wide receiver core, and a worse running back. Coming off an injury in a new system with COVID, just like Teddy Bridgewater had. I mean, so the, all these excuses they're making for Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton played better today than he did with. I didn't have Lex. a problem with Period. Teddy Bridgewater today. Oh, dude, we can talk about we can talk about Pats because I, I'm I'm happy with this. If you go back and you look at the 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 highlights, Cam Newton was everything on that team. Mm-hmm. Everything, every ounce of offense was Cam Newton. If you watched that, if you watched any of the highlights, Cam Newton was the only thing that got them that win, plus a good defense that was able to do this, make the stop. Oh, what was that sound like? It sounds like the Carolina Panthers 2015 season. Oh my gosh, exactly. <laughs> that's interesting. It exactly. did look uh, almost a little like the 2013 season, a little bit. All right, next call numbers 252 228 5098. What's up, Cat Chronicles? It's your boy Mike, what a.k.a. Michael Bream, Ah, my man. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the game. Uh, it's about what I expected. Um, yep. Defense was suspect. Uh, Teddy did his thing, but he didn't, like, do his thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. I just... It's... I wasn't surprised. People around me that I was watching the game with were surprised, but this is kind of what we expected this season. Um, I see a lot of good things happening, but it needs to develop. So we'll just go from there. Um, At the end of the day, um, we got to keep pounding. Panther Pride till I die. Uh, hashtag, uh, we're going to get that number one pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars. For hey, it's going to look hashtag good today, guys. I'm not the for the NFL pick. draft. Hashtag, oh, shit. Um, yeah. Woo-hoo. I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm Be sure great, you man. guys have spoken on everything. So, uh, like I said, keep pounding. 
Thanks, Supreme Leader. Next call. Gentlemen, it's Theo from Asheville. Football is back, and in typical fashion, the Panthers are back as well. Um, got about a million questions I can ask now, but, uh, you know, good thing to take away from today is that we're one game away from Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure you all probably get this question already, but uh, what do you guys think about the play call on fourth and inches? Because uh, me personally, I'm betting my life, my dog, my house, my car, about everything I want on the cap for getting me uh, yeah. four inches. But, um, you know, I guess the coaching staff doesn't see it that way, and uh, hopefully we learn to trust these guys in the future. So, what are thoughts on the game, and uh, hopefully we can go on 16 get Trevor Lawrence. How's it going, boys? Keep pounding. That's on By the way, I'm just, That's just call say, right there. Can I just say I'm glad first I'm not the only one who dreams about Trevor Lawrence wearing the blue and black. Bro, that is my fucking dream, and I don't care who wants to hear it or not. Um, dude, I'm just saying, man, like, no, nah, hey, let me shut up. Greg, okay, one of y'all go first, man. I want, I, want, I want to get my thoughts together on this one. You know, I, I still don't believe we're tanking. I mean, I see a team that has fight in it, you know, and, and there's going to be growing pains. And, you know, I, as much as I want to down talk about what we've done, I think that there are certain things um, that are positive with what we saw today. And I think that it's all going to get better from here just based on the fact that we know what happens with young players. They get better and better and better as they all go, you know. And so, you know, at least we'd like to think most if they're going to be something they can. And I, I think we have a – uh, a, a coach that has the ability to bring the best out in people. And then, you know, obviously we saw that DJ, DJ Moore thing happen. And then Rule was having a conversation with him, hoping they can get some stuff fixed with, uh, you know, how things worked out. I think that we're not tanking. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is in our, in our future. I really don't. I think they like Teddy Bridgewater too much. And I think we're going to get enough wins to where it's not going to be even something that we can matter. So I, I, as much as the idea of having a franchise quarterback, such as Trevor Lawrence or, you know, any of the, you know, great quarterbacks out there that, that we would like. I think Teddy Bridgewater is what this, you know, offense wants or what these, this coaching staff wants in a, in a quarterback. If we get Teddy Bridgewater, not Teddy, if we get Trevor Lawrence, it's not because of the Panthers. It's because the teams mm -hmm. we play are being so much better. Yeah. Dude, I have no problems with what I saw from this squad today. At all. I mean, yeah, do I want the defense to look at better? Oh, really, Tony? You have oh, no problems at Tony, all. Tony, how, how no, is the is team not like, being better I than expect, us? I expect it. What do you expect in a, like, I mean, did we expect us to be the best defensive team in the league? No. I mean, but, yeah, but, did I want our defense to be a little bit better against, the, a lot better against the run? Sure. But overall, the offense was very competent. The, the defense kept us in the game somewhat. And you know what? I'm not even going to get – I, and this is the problem. The problem is is that I'm supposed to be the most upset person on this show. Like, that's what my role is. My role is the one to be mad and angry oh. and to be like, we should have done this. We should have done this. Why do I got to be the voice of reason here? And ultimately, I had zero problems with the play call uh, on fourth and inches. Because, like, that's why you have a fullback for that exact situation. That exact situation. Uh, and, and it worked earlier in the game, by the way. We did it earlier in the happened, game on a similar situation. We converted. What happened, uh, CK, when we were at that Tampa game last year? They gave it to uh, Christian McCaffrey. He wasn't able to now get to the uh, outside. they did run a stupid-ass stretch play. 
Right. The, right. They did do it wasn't that. up the middle. The the best choice there was Cam Newton, and they didn't go with the best choice. The best well, choice it today. It wasn't at that time because his foot didn't work. But, I but still would have bet on the yard. That's what I'm saying. It, it, that's what I was saying before we started the show. Christian McCaffrey is the best player on our team. I if Christian McCaffrey doesn't, if you run up the middle, run on the side, pass him whatever there, use him, and he doesn't get it, I'll live with I'll live with him stopping our best player on the team. I yeah, don't want I don't want somebody who shouldn't have the ball in their hands when we have the opportunity to put the best NFL running back on the field and the ball in his hands and us lose that way. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. But Tony, I have a question about the comment you just made. You said the Panthers losing this year is not going to be on the Panthers. It's not on the Panthers because we're not good enough. It's on other teams because they're good because they're better. How how is that not on the Panthers that the other teams are better than us? But that also means that we're not good enough. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. But that, that's yeah. our fault that we're not good enough. Yeah. Like that's our fault that we're not good. The other teams way. are better. Like how is that is, not on the Panthers? I'm trying. Like what I'm saying is this: is let me give an analogy. It's going to be a crude one, all right? All right. But say I got to bang out this porn star, like the top, whatever. Smoked. Nice. Right? Nice. You know, yeah. Like, is this? <laughs> And if she came, it would probably be because of her, not because of me. That's what I'm kind of saying. It's like the, the Panthers, if we win a game or we, if we, whatever game we win is that it's less about us. Makes sense, though. Tony, you're fucking dumb as shit, bro. What? What? I thought it was great. You make perfect sense. I, I, you, putting in that perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the W, yeah, yeah. bro. I'm going to take the yeah. W. I'm going to walk out of there happy. I'm walking out of there happy uh, regardless. I hear you, bro. No, That's my thing right. is whether or not they're satisfied or not, I'm still happy. Yeah, you got yours. <laughs> hey, that's what it is. But Brady's getting crushed, y'all. Getting crushed. Uh, Brady yeah. is yeah. He has no time whatsoever to throw the ball. Yeah. Like no time. What yeah, is exactly like, what I told you? Like eight that. seconds left in the game in the first second quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The game's not over, but again, they're going to be sending the house right now. That's understandable. But again, um, and another another thing though, man, is that we the, we're going to have to go through another year where we know the Saints are going to fucking just beat everyone's ass in the NFC South, man. And fall short of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can promise you that. I can promise you that. But um, yeah, Good I, I can't believe this. Is that uh, people are like Cody is a Cam Newton fanboy? No, I'm the fanboy. I'm the fanboy. Hey, I'm a fanboy too, bro. You ain't revoking my fanboy status. I cap for Cam. Um, no, yep. sorry. It's actually, you know, I'm. I'm a really. I am. I'm. A, I'm ready to call you out, Cody. Though on one thing. All right, let's go. And I think this is fair that you did say, I mean, I think it's a, you were honest, is that you weren't overwhelmed or you were whelmed with the play calling. That's my favorite thing. You're, mm-hmm. This is not a word. Whelmed is not a word. But you can yeah. be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed. So I, right sure. when you're not overwhelmed and you're not underwhelmed, you're whelmed. You were mm-hmm. whelmed by the play calling day. Joe Brady's a savant, bro. Mm-hmm. So keep telling me he was fine. And I thought the play call. I didn't think that we looked stupid on anything today, except not like, making any adjustments. What adjustments? We didn't like stopping the run. They killed like, us in the flat all day long. They killed us in the flat all day long. Swing passes and passes that are being overmatched a little. You know that might it could be. be. But we, we didn't change we didn't change anything to put coverage out there. Every time somebody caught the ball in the flat, they had three or four yards in between them and the next. Guys, I feel like we're watching two different games. I felt like I counted like 
three or four or maybe even five passes where Tedder was just off the mark. Like, it oh, was yeah, yeah. off the, the yeah. mark. And that's not what, that's not what I'm talking about. And yeah. it wasn't I know, I, crazy I know. off the mark, though. It wasn't like this. As we've sat it here on this show and defended Cam, throwing it into the to, to row seven. You're like, oh, it was a little bit behind him. Yeah, it was if behind it, if him. If he's missing the, it by the, a little or a lot, he's still missed, man. And the difference is we brought Bridgewater in because he was supposed to fix right. that, and he did not. That's, that's why it's a big deal. If, if people didn't harp on Cam Newton for being so inaccurate 80% today, um, then over it would be different. today, dude. He was accurate. On the he plays was accurate. He was fine. Teddy Bridgewater was fine. He was fine. fine. Was okay. he boring? Y'all are going to be living with that fine for a long damn time. I'm saying that uh, fine ain't good enough, bro. And yeah, but I, but hey, listen, you should be applauding me that I am uh, calling out the play calling because you're right. I am excited about Joe Brady and what he's going to do with this offense. I just want a quarterback that can utilize uh, throwing the football to all levels of the field. And I don't feel like Teddy is that. And by the way, it's almost pointless to get mad at Joe Brady because we know him and Matt Rule are going to be here for another at least two or three years. So it's like, you know, there's almost no point in getting pissed off at at Joe. Tim Tizzy's got your back. He says, uh, Cody, he was behind a bunch and overthrew Curtis three uh, at times. Poor Curtis Samuel, the story of his life, man. Man, fuck Curtis Samuel. The story of his life, bro. I saw a great tweet from T-Bone with WFNZ, and he said, Curtis Samuel on pace to be Jerry Rice. <laughs> so, look, Robbie Anderson came in. <laughs> Robbie Anderson was the best receiver on the field today. This mug came in, little skinny ass Marlon Wayans came in there, Damon Wayans, whichever one was. He is so skinny, too. I don't know how this mug plays in the NFL. He kind of looks like, I guess that's what Randy probably looked like when he was young. Well, but let me ask you. That shirt was fire. Did you see that uh, shirt that uh, that homie wore in his Zoom conference? No. Oh, he wore a shirt of himself with the hair. It was just, oh, it was awesome. I want that shirt. If somebody can find it for me, I'm buying it. If you can find it for me, I'll buy you one too. Well, quick question. I agree with you. Rob Anderson was the best receiver on the team today. Uh, but if he doesn't make that one 75-yard touchdown catch, which he did all the work for, he beat the one guy, and he pretty much had a wide open, but you still have to make that catch. You still have to make that run, so I'm not trying to take it away from him. If he doesn't have that one catch, then how do we feel? Is he still? Are we still as optimistic about Robbie Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I okay. thought they went okay. to – I thought he was our possession-like receiver of the day, like when they needed something – they now they did go to DJ on that quick slant in the in the end zone. Um, yeah, in the end zone. And you know what is again? I actually I'm walking away from this game excited, man. DJ Moore poking somebody in the face. He's got some dog in him now. He's gonna be a little Steve Smith, Robbie Anderson, lighting a little fire on him. Teddy's the most boring part of it, but who cares? Hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have a problem with it. Uh, the only thing I have a problem with is honesty from the team. I don't know. I, d- I thought it was weird they didn't show Matt Rule until like the second half. I think I saw him once in the first half. You're right. Yeah. They didn't really show yeah. his face much at all. And I think it's funny that the coaches are wearing their masks under their chins. Like, what's the point well, of even having the mask? 
I do but like that. Is that the one thing I can't wait to see the coach who tries to cover his mouth with a card. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a mask on. I can't wait for that moment. Yeah. Um Nah, I'm all right with what I saw. Next call. Yo, C three, what's up? This is Daniel and Raleigh. Just realization of what this season is going to be. Oh, he's not all right with what he saw. <laughs> Just <laughs> Defense is definitely missing Luke out there. A lot of missed tackles, a lot of blown coverages. Couldn't stop their running game. Derek Carr had all day in the pocket. And on offense, the fact that Christian McCaffrey only had eight touches in the first half is ridiculous. Teddy he like I want the Panther fans to have the same energy that they have for for Cam overthrowing and missing receivers for Teddy now because he Thank was you. overthrowing and missing receivers a lot. Mm-hmm. He's made some good throws, but was overthrowing and missing receivers a lot. A lot. And then that fourth down call was horrible. So he only missed like six passes. Oh, four and twelve. He's another tank. It's tanking for. But Trevor is real. That's good. Love the podcast, and thanks, guys. Uh, Can I just say something to everybody in our chat room real quick, bro? Listen, if you disagree with me, Greg, CK, Tony, whatever, man, there's the phone line. Call in and talk that shit. Tell us where we're wrong. Tell us where we're wrong. If you don't like what we have to say, then come say some better shit. That goes to Tommy Doc Martin. That goes to Tiny Money. Whoever says we're out here tripping, hey, say some better shit. Y'all got the phone number? Call in. Yeah, 252. I don't get it. 228-5098. Let's go. Let's go. Word. That's right. Don't back down. Don't back down. Um, I, I did. I, look, is that saying he missed a lot, I think, is a little bit too harsh. Mm, I'm trying to find the actual I number that, here. I, I think here is this, is that you have two things that are going on is one, you have the new era, but you also have a group of people who have been trying to justify Cam Newton for the last decade. Right. And so now those people who have been trying to justify Cam Newton are trying to point out the fallacies of the critics of Cam Newton by talking about someone else. And what I mean by that is like we have said over and over is that, yeah, like Cam missed that throw. It was behind. It was this and that. But that means I don't not want Cam. And so it's kind of like your argument about Graham Gano a little bit is you're like, oh, now y'all talking, y'all, y'all wanted Graham Gano gone. Yeah, yeah, I did want Graham Gano gone. But I didn't want a guy who was missing extra points as his replacement. And interestingly, someone brought this up to me too about the Black Lives Matter stuff when it comes to football and things like that. Is that, he? Uh, my friend said this, he said, I don't like politics. I like sports. But it seems that all the people who say keep politics out of sports are the people I know who always talk politics. Yeah, 
Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. They don't like that you're not talking the politics that they like. Right. No. Right. And that was, you know, so is I think that that's why you guys are a little hypercritical of Teddy Bridgewater, is because we've been defending against hypercritical for a long time. You know. <laughs> I want to push back on that just a little bit. And and I agree with you that we did defend Cam Newton sometimes about things like missing passes and stuff like that. But it's because I'd seen Cam Newton do better before. And a lot of times when he's doing that, he's injured. A healthy Cam Newton wasn't doing that nearly as much. Now, Cam Newton's passes missed were different than Teddy Bridgewater's. Teddy Bridgewater's missing receivers in the flat 10 yards away from him. Slants. Oh, people Cam's right across the middle. Cam, Cam was missing people 30, 40 yards down the field, which is a much much more difficult pass and has a lot more to do with the wide receiver being in the right position for those passes. So there's a difference in the missed passes. I've got to find the number today, but I know he had more than four or five missed passes. Greg, explain this comment to me. Explain this comment. This year is going to be like Captain America Civil War for Panther fans. Oh, because we're it's friends fighting amongst each other. I'm sure that yeah. that, that we that we agree on the same things, but we're we're going about it different ways. Like we look at it different different ways. Like this is the right thing, but I would do it like this, or I would do it like this type deal. I'm sure that's what he means. But yeah, a, a divide between the middle of Panthers fans. Yeah, we're we're a Panthers nation, mm-hmm. and there's a divide between the like the Panther that. fans who want to look at the roses and say, "Hey enough. guys, hey guys, it was the first game of the season." Teddy Bridgewater is going to be okay. You have to believe. And then you have people like me. And they're like, dude, if we're going to suck, if Teddy Bridgewater isn't the fucking guy, there could not be a better deer for the Panthers to suck. And everyone wants to say that I'm a Clemson fan making it about Trevor Lawrence. Dude, I would be pumped if Justin Fields or Trey Lance could quarterback the football team, bro. I've actually seen good things out of them on a very high level. This is not just about Trevor. I'm saying if we're going to have a bad season, this is the year to do it. And, hey, man, that's what this podcast is about. If you disagree with us, let us know because we're going to speak our minds. And, and the other the other point of that with the passing thing, you know, Tony, once again, I, I don't mind Teddy Bridgewater's quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback to come in, but he's not better than Cam Newton, and we got rid of a better quarterback for mediocre play. Like he he did like, not play like an elite I mean, quarterback yeah, that's today. What I've been saying. I mean, like, he, 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 he played he played like an injured Teddy. Cam Newton. Yeah, Teddy injured Cam Newton ran the offense fine today. Just like you know, Cam Newton played, did injured. You know? No, I mean no. He played. He played no, he played well. exactly like Cam Newton. He threw sixty percent. He had no. T- he had one touchdown. He lost the game barely. He played exactly like an injured Cam Newton. An elite Cam Newton wins that game and has better stats. He played like Cam Newton has the last two years injured. That's all I'm saying. Before he got injured. He was an MVP candidate. I disagree. I think, to be, to I be, think oh. he was fine. Yeah, well, to, to be fine. I mean, like I said, I don't think – I think that Teddy Bridgewater is would win games, right, mm-hmm. if we had He's a defense. He's going to win games. No, 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 no. no. He, he, he would have, we would have won this game had our defense been there, right? That's the reality of the situation. If our defense – but that's again, goes back to, to Cody's statement. You know, I'd have an uncle if it might, if it wasn't for an aunt. You know, whatever it is. But that's that's like saying, you know, that's kind of going back to to uh, you know what what we said about um, Jameis Winston when he was uh, when he was having his little. Uh, fit, you know, if I hadn't thrown, if I cut cut take away those interceptions, I would have had uh, you know been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right. But you had the interceptions. <laughs> 
So that doesn't matter, right? So we kind of have to say our offense but, did not lose today's game. They didn't and win I wanna, it. Though, I also want uh, to yeah, they they did. It I went down to the last play and they lost it. Well, that is actually you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a hundred percent on the all right, but we also gave up a shit ton of points. Yes, um, that's also true. They didn't come up and throw. How many duds have we seen, even under a Cam Newton team, many times, yeah. where they would have mm-hmm. barely put up seventeen today? Oh, now, I agree. Yeah, I um the one that the other oh I had another good point and it was not about. About Joe Brady, I can't remember. We'll just go to the next call as I try to remember my point. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston, South Carolina. I told you yeah. a couple of weeks ago, so Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette would have got us that fourth down. Leonard Fournette doing the day. What's he doing today? Because the Bucks are down seventeen seven right now. Stopping this call. That's funny, but (laughs) I mean, look, man. uh, Yeah, we mentioned it, but I mean, Christian could have made it. Christian could have made it. And by the way, would you at least want to know? Yeah, wouldn't you at least want to know? It's like if if this offense is built around Christian McCaffrey, put the damn ball in his hands, man. Or this we should run a QB hard, sneak. Dude. Teddy BD, throw your D out there and get us a QB sneak. He should have already. Yeah. yeah, do something. Like, do yeah. something inventive. Like, that's just, yeah, just I mean, the same old thing. It really, though, I know you're saying that the offense didn't get that. You're right. We had a fight and sh- a puncher's shot at the end in the ninth round, tenth round, to try to knock this cat out. But, the like, we were still standing at the end. But it really, we got Floyd Mayweathered in seven, eight, and nine in the rounds of seven, eight, and nine. Is that mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs just body punched us, stayed away from us? Yeah, I mean it's just like it's fine, it's fine. We're gonna be fine. It's might we might not be fine this year. And I just want us to see this. Is that I'm like. No, I have no problem. I thought Teddy Bridgewater was fine today. I thought I I want to know how the Panthers are going to get better on, on at the run defense. That's that's like a real question. It's like, and it might not be just the defensive line. There's going to be questions that are going to be starting to pop up about this linebacking core, and not those outside linebackers, the fake linebackers, but the Tahir Whitehead, the Shaq Thompson. Are they enough? to to make up for the youth in front of them. That's really where I think that we'll be talking about for the rest of the this season. Yo, what's up guys? It's Darius from Raleigh. Um honestly I'm not upset at all. I'm with for you, this yeah. team to undergo all the changes that we did in the off season, how can you sit up there and be mad at how we played today? Sure there was some misassignments, some bad plays and stuff like that, but that's gonna happen. We didn't no look out of season, sorts. A lot of new faces. Everything is pretty much new. And we were still hella, hella competitive. We went against a team that's in a, that was in the same boat we were three years ago. A lot of them are real comfortable with their staff, with the Raiders and everything like that. That's a comfortable system over there. Everything is new over here and we were still hella competitive. I look at it like this. The way we played today, the only way to go is up. There's going to be a lot of growing pains. 
But let's be real here. Let's point out the positives. There's some negatives, but let's look at the positives. Jeremy Chin looked really good out there. He looked really he good. Derrick Brown looked really good out there. Mm. We can no, complain, oh, we can't no, stop the run again, we can't do this, we can't do that. It's only been a year, and the offseason was hell. So let's look at the positives. It was like that for the offense, too, We're not in the running for a Super Bowl. So let's just sit back and enjoy Carolina football. Keep that but see, Joe just want us to act like everything's roses. Like, oh, it's just, hey, man, whatever. Everything's good. Today was a great game. There were no problems, even though we gave up 34 fucking points. Right. It's like, come on, bro. Like, but, listen. If, go ahead, Greg. I'm done. No, no, no. I was like, I didn't need to go. You can finish. No, no, I'm done, dude. Like, okay. go ahead. Seriously, I just want to say, I'm tired of hearing people say, Look, look, we got to give them a break. They had a rough offseason. They're coming off COVID. Guess what? Every NFL player did. So if this NFL player burns you for 115 yards rushing, he got the same time sitting out through the same COVID, the no training camp that you did. The, the advantage is there. That's not a stat or a thing you can use. Everybody had that. If it was something where like two or three teams had that and nobody else did, okay, then I'd use that as an excuse. Every team had that. So we can't use that as an excuse as why they're not playing well. Because they had just as much opportunity, the other team had just as much opportunity to practice and do the same thing they did, and they did. They just beat us because we're not as talented because it wasn't coached well, in my opinion. Like I just, I just can't use that excuse anymore. I you disagree. know, I mean, you don't want to say like Derek Brown played well. Jeremy Chen, I agree. Jeremy Chen he played did, well. did play well. And by the way, let's also add on to that that we're asking Jeremy Chen to do a whole lot because we're putting him at safety and outside linebacker depending on what play. So Jeremy Chen is asked to make up for a lot of different people. Um, and then on top of that, bro, it's like, where was K1 short? Okay, listen, if you want to say that Derek Brown and all those guys, they're young, they didn't have a great training camp because of COVID, fine, man, I'll give you that. Where the hell was our veteran, uh, the only pro bowler that we have on the defensive line? Where was he at? You know, but there, there, were, there were plays to be made. I feel like Trey Boston was missing a bunch of tackles. Like, y'all want us to pretend this defense is okay. Well, all right, maybe it is, but I'm not seeing a lot Trey of promise Boston right now. Trey Boston was going to get a helmet, a helmet Guys, for that if one. Rugs didn't get hurt that first half, this would have been a lot worse of a game. Either, 100% you know? agree. Because think about like he was wrecking our secondary. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, destroying he was. folks true. out there. He was jogging across the middle and caught that long pass. That actually was a touchdown. If you looked at it, he extended his arms out and hit the pylon. They didn't call it a touchdown. That that was a touchdown. That first long pass he caught. We got lucky they didn't call it. I thought uh, that was a helmet to helmet that uh, Trey Boston laid on Rugs. Uh, I can't remember. Goal line. I like, I mean, you heard that clack. Yeah. Um. First, y'all in the chat room need to chill a little bit. Like, <laughs> listen to that. Like, no, I'm, that, not watching, I, I'm not watching the chat room. I said, don't chill. I say, if you got some shit to say, grow a pair of fucking nuts oh, and call into the number and talk that shit. Be my uncle, motherfucker. Quit talking all that shit in the chat yeah, room. Don't be talking about Get like on. Mel Mayock built this shit. Shut fuck up, man. Tony Ben. Bro, if y'all got if y'all got together. something to say, say some better shit. Call and and, and tell us how we're wrong. Bro, I mean, yeah. Darius did. Uh, Darius did. Darius was one of the people in the chat. I don't know if he still is, but I'm also telling you why I disagree with him. And I'm laying it out. Like, we're not here shitting on the Panthers just because it's fun to do. 
do you don't think that we wanted to win the football game today? Yeah, we wanted the defense to be better. We half of this show has be been better. very complimentary, to be honest. I have been remarkably complimentary. Oh, yeah, and it's all because of you, man. Right. <laughs> 100 uh, Next call. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. He's bringing that what smoke. up, fellas? G, baby. I got a lot to fucking baby, say. I haven't been calling in lately, man, just because I've had so much on my fucking mind with this whole team we have going on, man. Um, long story short, god damn it, Cameron Jarrell doing I love you, my dude. I miss you. I love you. I knew you was gonna kill it today. You doing big things over in New England. It's just a damn shame. It's a damn shame, man. Comeback player of the year. It's gonna be Cam Newton. I'm telling you guys right now, Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton is gonna be the comeback player of the year. Mark my motherfucking words. So let's get started on this game. Two Love Teddy motherfucking Bridgewater. Yes. Bum. Bum. Don't let the fucking stat fool you because at the end of the day, he could have had two interceptions. I love G, baby. Two of the defenders mm-hmm. dropped two picks. So yes, that game honestly you. shouldn't have been as close as as it was, man. And I just feel like, God damn, do, do, do you guys feel the same way? That dude be throwing some ducks, bro. Just ducks, man. I am right like, there with you, man. I don't know, man. Like, and this is this is the thing. I had us winning three games this year, and today was one of them, man. It's just a damn shame that we we put up let the Raiders put up that much that many points. Like it's just cra- our defense is soft as fuck, it's trash. And I don't want uh, CK to be over here be, being so optimistic. Oh no, 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 no. fuck totally that, man! Optimistic. Fuck that, man! I know what the fuck my eyes just watched, and we're fucking terrible, man. Yeah, we can point out all, point out all the bright spots that there was, but at the end of the day, we did not give number twenty two the fucking ball. What's fourth and one, and you do a fullback dive? That don't make no fucking sense. Like, why can't no. we get past this fourth and no. one bullshit, man? It's always the wrong fucking call. It's you pathetic. It's ridiculous, man. You line Chris McCaffrey five yards back. At the end of the day, he has a full steam ahead. He can either jump, he can cut. You don't just get the fucking fullback, the fucking ball, especially when the front seven just pinched down to stop the run. It makes no fucking sense, man. I got a lot on my mind. I'm going to call back. I'm about to smoke some fucking weed because mm-hmm. I need to calm down. I'm about to drink some beer, and I'm about to eat some fucking carne asada, man. And I'll give you guys a like follow it. later. Peace. I like to say. God, he's always hey, the best, bro. He's always the best. He always yeah. brings that smoke. He's calling. He's saying the exact same stuff I'm thinking, man. I'm right there with you, dude. That that is exactly how I feel. And I want to point out too. Does anybody notice how we brought Joe Brady in because he was supposed to be like this uh, innovative new savant guy that's going to change the offense and have plays that people are? Did our did our offense look anything like any kind of trick plays like we had last I year? Did Northern's offense look a lot more difficult to decipher? I don't think we were expecting trick plays. I think we were just expecting more explosive plays, and they just weren't. They weren't even attempting them. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we. I just felt like North. Look, I've been very concerned about the Joe Brady hype, and I saw exactly what I needed to see today, and that was someone that didn't overreact, someone that didn't panic. And uh, earlier in the show, you said that, um, Greg, that they didn't make adjustments. You know, arguably they did. Is that they started to feed Christian McCaffrey in the second half? Well, I mean, on defense. Now, but yeah, you're, you're right. Now, they, they did start feeding him. The adjustment you want when you know Christian McCaffrey 
is the best piece on your offense. But here's the thing is I was very happy with this team today. And I understand you guys, it's okay to not be happy about the outcome. It's okay to not be happy to, to get on, you know, to give a little hate or shade to some people. I'm not, I mean, oh, yeah, ain't that sensitive. What I was most happy about is that we did not look like the stage was too big for us entirely. And there is a time where you can look at an NFL team that's going through a rebuild like this, that brings in a new staff, and it looks like people don't know what the fuck they're doing. People don't know who's calling the timeout, this and that. And I thought we were generally composed and orderly. So, yeah, do we want to bitch and moan that we're not the 2015 Panthers, that we're not going to reel off 15 in a row? Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you being upset about some things. But I was happy that the the team, it was like a dignified performance today. And I do think that the reason that you guys are able to be critical right now is because it was competitive. If this was a 30-3 to game, we would have been so disaffected at this point, yeah, that we wouldn't well, have even wanted to talk about it. Well, no, I think I think we would have all kind of agreed at that point in time. Yeah, we are definitely thinking like there yeah. is like we would have all been able to agree at that moment in time. There is no doubt about it. We're tanking this season, right? If we couldn't, if we can score more than three points with a, a, a very young defense on the other side of the field uh, in the Raiders, and and that with the weapons that we have on our offense. Yeah, there were, then we knew for sure that there was going to be a tank season. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, but right. this is what's frustrating is I think right now we do believe that we have the ability to win games if if those three or four decisions in the game go our way, right? Mm-hmm. If we make the right moves, if we have the coaching staff make the right decisions, if we have uh, Teddy Bridgewater drop the ball in the bucket instead of you know throwing it right at a defender's hands where it can tip up in the air. You know, those things I think is what we're what we're talking about. Those things that can change the the course of it. But I also think that when you look at this is a this was one of the most winnable games of our entire season at home. Trying to get a team that also on the other side is not got their bearings about them either. Right. They they're they're in the same boat we are with what they've been able to practice, what they so even using that as an excuse is a little bit, you know, unfortunate. I think at the end of the day. Um, the fact that we we were this close to a game that was this winnable still does not bode well when we start thinking about what our away schedule looks like this year, and it looks horrendous. All right, and I think that's a very reasonable, important point. Is So I go on a, a local radio show every week on Friday, and I've been going on for seven years now, and, and what we do is <laughs> – Theo Osborne, you're cool, man. He just dropped a love bomb in the chat room and said, Hey, Panthers, Heels, 1981, fuck you. <laughs> 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 he paid $5 for me to say fuck him because he was talking <laughs> shit. Like, all right, I'm okay with him even like, like, but then he's coming after me, this motherfucker who's grinded this podcast for eight years. And to say that I killed my own podcast, shut the fuck up. It was never alive. But let, the, hey, like but let these salty assholes fucking stay mad mm-hmm. until they can come. And by the way, if Be you call in, let me just say something. If you call in with personal attacks of any sorts, bro, we're fucking going to the next call instantly. Yeah. But 
if you have something reasonable to say about how we're wrong, about how we're overreacting, about mm-hmm. how you know we're wrong on this football team, then we'll give you the opportunity to do so. But OJ shit. Howard just uh, <laughs> OJ Howard just scored a touchdown, guys, twenty four fourteen. Don't worry, Tampa Bay's not out of it. But I do want to go back to CK's point. You know, I've been going on this show, and this guy actually was kind of the guy that hit me up on Twitter. Now he always is like my arch nemesis on purpose. Like he's like that. That's his role, and I'm cool with it. Like it's fun. You know, we're having fun talking shit back and forth all the time. He's a Bengals fan, but he listens every Friday. And he was like, "You've been talking about these Panthers and how they ain't gonna win a game, and this and that." He's going on and on, and because I said today. I tweeted out, if this defense holds, this Panthers team is not bad. They're not good. I didn't say they were good. They're not not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're if the defense can hold, this team is going to be a six or seven win team. Today, we did not see the defense hold, which now brings me to CK's point, is that, and maybe this is why people are, upset right now with how the Panthers performed today is that this is the win that you could have had maybe all the other ones seem like at least on paper at this point much higher hills to climb yeah Tony you must have had a a crazy change of heart in the last few weeks because it seems like a loss today which was very similar to the losses we had last year just barely losing the game Uh, a lot of them has changed your mind because you bet me they wouldn't win six games. If they win six games, I win that bet. So now, now you're saying if a defense with defense can all we should win six or seven or eight. Which I think said. they could. I think they could, but I don't think. I think what you saw today was a defense that is going to be getting better week to week, but not good enough. To and and yeah. like okay. Cody said, and like Cody said, is that if we're going to have to win some real shootouts with this and then he said we don't know if we can at this point that's a good point is you know is like is teddy gonna be able to have a 450 yard game the the defense at this point what you saw today this team that we played was the team that we were most suited to beat like in the entire schedule and we didn't so right now i feel good about my under six wins and I don't I even do feel too, bad about loss. the team. Like, I was very happy with the team. I, again, is that this is one thing. I remember that 2010 season where we had to watch a team that was overmatched at every point but didn't look motivated, that didn't look – that didn't look coached at all. And this team looked – they looked – people were in the right spots. They got beat. You know, even the um, – even about the – like, so was it Troy Pride that got beat early in the game for the touchdown? He was there. He was there on the play. I mean, it was a good the, – the was it a real no, touchdown? Pride. Who was it, man? Shit, who was it? Chat room, help out. I know everything. Who was he the was guy there, got- though. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the guy was 70 yards yeah, right. out of the yeah. rear view. So I think catch. Yeah, I, I think this is that here. So I was, I was pleased with that. Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give shout out to Joe Brady on this. Is that the the stage was not bigger 
then it was he not didn't bigger. crumble. Right, exactly. Yeah, the spotlight was not too big for him. The Matt Rule team looked composed overall. Um, I think this is the question is, what happens to the to a team that wins that loses eight straight? That's when we're going to learn a lot about Matt Rule, and I think he'll be okay. He's been around those locker rooms before. He is Bob the Builder, as uh, as um, your boy Q. I did a special interview with uh, your boy Q, who's locked on Panth- uh, Raiders podcast. He, you know, watched him at Baylor, watched him at Temple. So I don't feel like Matt Rule is gonna like lose his shit after he if they lose seven in a row, and I think he'll be able to keep in the locker room. So I'm happy right now. I think there's a, the 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 team. And again, I think it might come back to this a little bit, is that the real fear is that we're a little bit better than we want to be. You know, and if the defense figures out how to play a little bit, that could be because the offense was not flaccid today. It was, it performed. It might not have been the biggest D in the house, but it It performed. It performed, and I think, Adequately. honestly, that was the only thing that I think we were confident was going to happen anyway. Like, well, honestly. Christian, Christian McCaffrey performed. Mm. And Bridgewater had one nice 10-yard throw that ended up being a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah, bro. It's like... so, other than that, they didn't perform. I'm sorry for interrupting. Nobody else performed. I'm yeah. an asshole. No, Chad, I was going right. to say, I mean, I'll be the I think, I think, our, I think our offense was the only thing that I thought we had confidence in. And any, any you know, the oh, offensive great. line was yeah. the biggest question mark. But I think the offense was the only thing we thought that was going to be effective based on the weapons we have, the fact that we had an offensive coordinator that we had, you know, we believe can still do this at a higher level. Um, I think we're only going to get better. I think you got to remember, as much as the other team didn't have tape on us, we didn't have tape on them either, right? Uh, there's, there's, there's certain things that I think they're going to learn along the way. I think there's still room to be optimistic. I think we're going to improve. I just don't think we're going to improve to be able to compete with the teams that we're going to be competing against. That's my biggest thing. We have a very, very tough schedule ahead of us. And I don't care if you look at that schedule and you look at it and you say, oh, these are winnable, these are winnable. This was a winnable game. And now we're going to have tape. And I think somebody said it in chat earlier. Now that tape is on us, I think we're going to be easy to figure out. We don't have a complex look. We don't have, you know, it's it's a matter of taking away Christian McCaffrey, getting to the quarterback if we can help it, um, and remember, we weren't facing a defensive line that is known for getting after the quarterback today. When we start facing those types of defenses, when we go against New Orleans, Tampa Bay, I mean, all these guys who have incredible defenses, that's when we really have to think about, we did 30 points today against a defense that was not Agreed. yet proven. Agreed. Is that, look, is that Oakland, uh, Oakland, Las Vegas is the easiest match on this schedule. You know, yeah. when we went through, and when we went through it, we did the game by game by game. And this is when I did the bet with Greg. Is Maybe. that overall, this is the one game that you could say W for the Panthers yeah, and I not feel win. like it was a stretch a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Is I'm, Again, I'm okay with it. Let's see. I'm pretty sure there's some salty people calling in. Let's see what they got. Darius is not salty. He always seems cool. See, I think he's next. The number's 252-228-5098. Saying COVID is Darius from Raleigh again. Saying COVID is not an excuse 
for one of the youngest teams in the NFL, which we are, is completely mm-hmm. ignorant. You guys just wanted yeah, to be that like that was the other teams had to go. You guys wanted to be a Super Bowl contending team with all these new pieces. That's not fair at all to any of these young players. And I can tell a lot of y'all don't know football. If you're going to sit there and say Derek Brown had a bad game, Derek Brown did a lot of amazing things. Can't argue that. He he had a lot of pressure up on that line. Go back and rewatch the game. Quarterback did test the grass one time. He walked away with a clean uniform. Let's just. What I'm saying is, we're not in Super Bowl winning mode. So you guys are pointing out all this stuff that we already knew. We knew we were going to be like this. But look at what we did. We still put up 30 points. We couldn't stop anything, but we knew it was going to be tough on defense this year. We lost Luke Keekley. We lost Bradbury. We lost a lot of key pieces, and we already had questions about Shaq. We we had a lot of questions about our defense before this season. I mean, before we got rid of everybody. So we just got to roll with the punches, man. We can't sit here and beat up our team like this. Patrick Mahomes missed a lot of easy throws Thursday night. So he also made a whole lot of really game nice was preseason game. There's going to be a lot of hiccups. Right. But we can't sit here. Y'all are nitpicking every little thing, nitpicking every little thing. And I, don't know, I understand that. it's our first year without Cam, but we got to learn to move on, guys. It, it feels like every five minutes y'all keep bringing up Cam, Cam this, Cam that, Cam this, Cam that. Are y'all forgetting we ultimately got rid of Cam because he could not stay healthy. Did y'all not see him holding and limping and looking like he has a hamstring injury after the game? I don't know if y'all did, but I did. That is why we got rid of Cam Newton. This is a new age of Carolina Panther football, and y'all need to get with it. Keep pounding. Can I, all right, Keep d- pounding. Does anybody have something else to say first? Because if not, I, I do, but you can go ahead first. Well, no, go ahead, man. No, if you're. The, Go ahead. The, yeah, the COVID thing I'm talking about. Look, if, if a teacher gives you a pop quiz, everybody has the same opportunity because everybody, nobody knew about it, right? If the teacher tells you that you have X amount of time to study for this test and the test time comes, you have the same amount of time. It's fair for everybody, right? If a teacher tells you you have two weeks to study and you only have two days yeah. to study, that's not fair. Everybody went through no training camp of COVID. Every single player in the NFL. So it was fair across the board. You can't say, well, this guy's doing great. But he, you know, because he didn't have to go through, he's uh, didn't have to had training camp, and he didn't have to go through the COVID thing. But this guy had to go through that, and because of that, he's not playing well. That's ignorant. I'm sorry. Everybody started at the same bar with the same training camp and the same amount of time to get their cohesiveness together. Period. That's all there is to it. You know. So sorry. let me let, let me say this. He does have a point to a degree. So uh, I'll say this: like, it is the first game of the season. There's mm-hmm. still 15 more games to play. No one here is saying that the Panthers can't right the ship. In fact, one of the things that I've said is that this offensive line was way better than I thought that it was going to be. I'm talking way better than I thought that it was going to be. And by the way, if we have an offense that's built around Christian McCaffrey, that bodes well for him having another good year. So the Panthers are going to be successful running the football. But I'm going to be real, man. Panther fans have accepted mediocre bullshit for way too long. That it's got so many of y'all brainwashed as to like, oh man, dude, hey, we'll, you know, we did good. That that's a good pat on the back win, man. We'll do better next time, bro. We lost, we lost, man. We lost three tackles is not good for a defensive tackle in the middle, bro. Especially when they, especially at the end, they were running up the middle, up the A gap and B gap, mm-hmm. and they were moving him and K one short out the way. So, but y'all want us to lie to y'all and tell y'all that didn't happen? 
Well, okay, maybe it was because of COVID. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they just got beat up. Maybe it was on the coaches. Who knows? But right. that that was not a good defense today. I'll I'll be the too. voice of the embassy. I was going to be a voice. voice of reason as well. <laughs> and that is one. Uh, Darius said we should allow live calls. Is I would love to. If you could figure out how to get a conference call to work and broadcast to YouTube and take live calls and everybody be able to hear it, including the people who are on the conference call, it's a tech limitation. And uh, that's just the way it is. So we would love to have it. The number is 252-228-5098. I agree with Greg in one respect is that COVID is an excuse, is that you got to go out there and fucking play. Right. I mean, is that everybody's got to play. Everybody had the same unfortunate circumstances. On the other hand, I do think that um, and I think that COVID's not an excuse. I think if anything, I'm excited about what I saw is that a team whose average age is 24, a team who has nothing that was the same did not look like completely out of sorts. So I think that speaks a lot about the strength of the coaching staff mm-hmm. and uh, the aptitude and talent that could potentially be on this team. Um, I, I think we do need to probably every one of us needs to probably chill on the Derek Brown discussion until we go and really look at it play by play and look at the tape again is that ultimately it's very hard is, is that the guy's not Aaron Donald, obviously. So it's not like he's a pass rushing D tackle that is going to where it's going to show up, the splash play. So we would, well, we will have to look. And they weren't running up the A and B gap initially. It was not until the late third quarter, I feel like fourth quarter, that they started running up the middle. The real problems in the run game were on the edges. And CK was talking about this earlier. So, uh, and then the last thing, voice of reason to the people who are calling in, too, is like everybody, everybody. Every time you say everybody, I feel like we've given out a lot of, yeah, has there been some picking nits? Sure. But at the same time, this has not been a dump on the Panthers show from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So I think like kind of like this, it's like we all need to check ourselves at this moment and ask what's the realistic kind of analysis of this team. The realistic analysis of this team is that no one expected them to be good, like very good, very good. We expect that there's potential. There's an optimism that surrounds. And I think a lot of it was very verified today. And my last point before I pass the mic goes to tinge somebody tinge tinge gender she said what do you mean we might be better than we want to be is that there there's been a recurrent theme at least from cody on this on this podcast is that rip the band-aid off you know it was like always we were just piecing together a little bit more to keep it going in the past now it's just time for a new leaf this is the new leaf is that if we win four or five games maybe six games, all of a sudden we can find ourselves outside the top ten. And realistically, do we think we're going to win the division right now as the Saints and the Bucks are battling their asses off? No, the I'm... Bucks are but You know, we're not going to win the division. Are we a Super Bowl team? So, no, we don't want to give up on this season. But 
is a Brian Burns pick going to help us, or is a Chase Young pick going to help us more? Oh, can, I, can I also clarify here? Listen, y'all, y'all are making mountains into molehills. Some of y'all, no one's saying that Derek Brown's a bust. No one's saying that, that he's not a good player. Derek Brown sucks now. Yes, Oakland does have more. Vegas does have one of the better offensive lines in the football. It doesn't change the fact that our defensive line got abused today, y'all. Mm-hmm. And like that's not being negative. That's just real. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the other thing is we we wait. Go still talking. Oh wait, sorry. I'm looking at the live feeds behind. Yeah, uh, uh, he's talking to his. He's talking okay. to YouTube. No, that's <laughs> well. The, the other, the other thing is, none of us said the Panthers are going to be a, a Super Bowl team, and I don't think that any of us have portrayed that we're going to be. But why can't we criticize what we see is wrong? If we can't criticize what we see is wrong, what are we going to just come over here and talk about the 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 the? I mean, how are we going to talk about the game without criticizing? We have to criticize it somehow. Otherwise, what's the show about? Like nobody on here said the Panthers <laughs> are going to be a Super Bowl team. I said they were going to win six games. Tony, you said less than that, and I believe everybody else is less than that too. I had a, the highest of six games, so we didn't expect the Panthers to be a Super Bowl team. Nobody put that out there. You're just mad really- because they ain't six games. We <laughs> <laughs> have to be able to criticize what we're doing, though. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're breaking. I'm really, I'm really game. curious of what this podcast would look like if we just came on and said, "Hey, they were better than we thought." All right, yeah. 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 We just agreed on everything, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. We're, uh, promise you this is that um, the same few people would listen to us no matter what. 61 yeah. viewers. Look at that, homies. Smash 64. the thumbs up button. And if you <laughs> don't down, smash anyway. the thumbs up button, smash can, the thumbs down button. I don't give a fuck it. because yeah. it's called an interaction on YouTube, which is awesome. I learned this, or at least it used to be. All the YouTube crap is always changing. And by the way, look how in there Look how in their emotions everyone is, bro. Like, bro, if we were just sitting here doing nothing but heaping praise on the Panthers, how boring would that shit be? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are still tuned in. All right, if you really want to – how about this? If you really want to listen to people heap tons of shit on the Panthers, <laughs> listen to Billy Marshall's podcast. And on the adverse, if you want to hear – Did you see something. the first thing, the first, the only tweet I saw from Billy Marshall – and they're the roar or something like this. Is this is just like fraudulent? They're like the most pessimistic where he is. Uh, we we got burned on that secondary. He just put LOL, like like a touchdown or something like that. Like I've never seen someone root against the fucking team they follow. But let's go to the next call because they say Ch- you say call in, so I'm gonna call in and talk that shit as you say, Cody. Um, like oh, Tony, not I'm not gonna lie. You, you said you, both on both ends and everything. You're actually being reasonable. Like a lot of people want to talk COVID this, COVID that. All right, but the Saints, they still have the same program in place. They still have the yeah. chemistry, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Some of those throws are timing fucking throws, but you don't know that because you fucking think you know everything. They're timing throws. So that means that you have to know where your receiver's going to be and hit them. And I'm tired of y'all acting like, oh, it doesn't matter. He knew the system. Okay, but he's never played for with any of those receivers, any of those weapons. So, if, yeah, if it's midseason and he's still doing that, all right. I, you got me. But this is... Yeah. You, Cody, 
I don't understand. <laughs> like, and you, you, you say start your own podcast. Well, I had a podcast a, uh, a couple years back, and I was just waiting on getting out of the military, and I'm getting out in two months, and I got my equipment. So my podcast will be back and running very fucking soon. And I, unlike you, will be very unbiased and all this bullshit. Like, if, there, if he fucks up, I'm going to criticize him for fucking up. If he fucking plays well, I'm going to give him praise for playing fucking well. Two words. What you James do is because I guess Cam didn't, didn't fuck you right the last time that he fucking... Mm. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand why you can't see this. And instead of talking about the real issue with the defense, you keep on trying to criticize Teddy. You realize I don't give a fuck. You can say Chris McCaffrey or whatever. Teddy led that that offense for thirty motherfucking points. So yeah, and I, and you, Greg, all of y'all, if y'all can't fucking see that, y'all, oh, he missed his throw. Shut the fuck up. That is some bullshit. And that's uh, and you, you, you want me to talk to you like a fucking man and blow some balls or whatever? Well, there it is. Because y'all are fucking, hey, y'all are fucking hey, ignorant as fuck. Hey, and it's pissing me off. All right. Uh, <laughs> he mad. Like, no, he, he, he mad at that. But, yeah, hey, two words for you. James fucking, uh, James Bradbury. And, and look. I think you're actually right. I'm kind of tending to agree. I think they're being people being too hard on Teddy in this podcast. Not okay. me because I've been like, so I don't think I'm like, and don't, we don't really time in this time of shush, shush, right? This is stuff. But the thing is, is I did have to listen to Brandon Herbert call in to this show and talk shit about Cam being the most interactive all motherfucker the all the time. So, look, hip- look, like, don't act like you're going to give the podcast that is the first one that is unbiased in the world. Unbiased. Everybody because, is yeah. fucking biased. Yeah. And James Bradbury. Like other, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, here is this. Is I like he said. He was pissed, boy. Pissed. Yeah, Brother he Herbert. Somebody Brandon pass him is- the damn juice. Brandon did some and fries. cover me for a second. I gotta get another beer. Or else Brandon did some fries and with all that fucking salt for one. Yeah. Number two, bro. Look, if you hey, we'll shout out your podcast. Yeah, dude. I listen to it, hey, man. We'll shout yeah. out your podcast. At the end of the day, we're the ones having this discussion, being honest about what happened on the football field. No one thought that this was going to be a playoff football team at the beginning of the year. Nothing that we have seen as of right now says that we're wrong about that, even according to the people in the chat. Like, dude, it was a bad game on defense. Whenever the Raiders needed to score points, they did. Mm-hmm. And we listen, them, what, three times, and one of them was at the very end of the game, and that was just because they were running the ball and we knew it. Uh, like, there was only right, two times right. we stopped them. 100%. percent and, and, and listen, guy, I put up 30 points three times last year, just so y'all know. But he's right. Yes. Thanks to 10, bro. And, and listen, that's the point, man. Let Teddy Bridgewater left points and field position out there. Mm-hmm. He was missing throws. If y'all mm-hmm. want to look at the glass half full, that's fine. But Teddy Bridgewater missed like six or seven throws. That should have been a gimme, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it should have been easy. So, I mean, I, listen, if y'all want to listen to someone shit on the Panthers, Check out Billy Marshall and, and us, apparently. If you mm-hmm. want to listen to someone do nothing but he praise and tell you that Teddy Bridgewater is the truth, man, go listen to Big Cat. 
or go listen to whoever the hell else, man. We're not going to lie to y'all. Me and Greg are being 100% authentic. We're not making this shit up. We're not saying this to be inflammatory. That was not a good defense. And our offense was, you know, maybe as expected, but so what? So what? I, I would that. like to bring up to Tins Ginger. I, I did not get it the first eight times you wrote it in the chat. You want me to check what? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Bro. Oh, man. Don't, don't spam. He told if me to preach. Wanna, if you want to be in the chat room, that's fine. Don't spam. They said they lived a cat. Oh, well, um, He's probably alive. Go find him. All right. <laughs> um... You know what is I really think they feel uh, some people feel like we could have come. You should have come on here. And next week, I am going to be pissed if you don't on Tuesday come mm-hmm. on this show with the start fucking PJ Walker campaign going. <laughs> I am going to be disappointed because this is the fucking shit. Is that, you remember it be like Cam come out. I'm sorry, I said his fucking name. The dude who does not exist, who used to play for the Panthers for ten years. Right. Yeah, his name would be like start Derek Anderson. Mm-hmm. So here hey. is you have to be the start Derek Anderson part of the podcast. Hey, uh, anybody who's out there sucking Teddy D's big D right now, talking about how we're just hating on him. Kyle Allen won five five of six games last year and put up 30 points three times. You would not defend Kyle Allen being our quarterback right now. Oh, but there were. You remember there were. On that one, Brady. Do you remember (laughs) people were telling us that Kyle Allen was the future for the future? Exactly. Uh, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Do the Panther fans, it don't take much to appease y'all. And I'm going to keep it 100 about it. Y'all accept mediocrity way too damn much. And meanwhile, this is a new era. We're trying to start shit on the right way. Yeah, we lost a close game. No, we weren't. Give the ball to Christian today. McCaffrey on fourth and one, damn it. Come we on. We were way better than expected. Here, next call. Oh, Good wait. Awesome. Should mm-hmm. I do more calls? Information. It's your boy, J-Dub. J-Dub. Hey, uh, love, J-Dub. I'm hearing a lot of crazy shit. Not just off the podcast, but on the whole fan base. And it's been kind of wild, especially the offseason. But I just want to say this. We have a brand new system and a lot of young people, a lot of new pieces. Today was a good game because it was it was com- it was competitive. Um, a lot of people don't think the offense was great at all. The offense scored thirty, should have been thirty-one points. If we if we fix up a few things, that's like forty or fifty right there, baby. And that's what we're talking about. That's where we need to be. The defense is going to leave a lot to be desired this year. They're way too young, and they don't have the talent. I mean, that's just what it is. This is what we got, but I like the direction where we're going in. Some of the play calls were a little questionable that fourth and inches and uh the first uh drag coming out of the uh half kind of was very underwhelming. It was just like run run, leave third and long pass, three and out. You can't do that with an opportunity to take advantage of the game and having the ball in the second half. Um I liked how how we competed. It looked like they never gave up. I mean this Game came down to the very end. And, I mean, I my biggest thing this year is I, I want to win as much as anything, trust me. But knowing the circumstances and knowing where we're at roster-wise and with the new coaching systems on both sides of the ball, I wanted to just be competitive and see people trying. This is a three-year process. Like, I'd rather be 
Saint like San Francisco and have a couple years struggling, but build let rule build his team. It's going to take some time. Then then do a Tampa Bay and try to buy everything, become good overnight, and get stomped by New Orleans in Week One. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what do you feel worse about? Would you rather be Tampa Bay right now and try to? Think you're going to go to the Super Bowl and get absolutely destroyed, They're or would not. you rather They're be about to come back, bro? It ain't be, over. I don't know. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he had a couple six. really bad throws. Yes, the rest was all timing, though, and timing will come. They weren't just bad throws; it was timing between receiver and and quarterback. And the one he was climbing the pocket trying to get away from the rush, and he was just off balance. But I don't know. I, I I'm not so negative about all this, and I just don't like the negativity because I understand being upset that we lost and everything, and being upset Cam's gone. It's gone. I mean, that hurt us all. We're still all kind of hurting from that. But I like the direction where we're going. I mean, I can see the positives in there. I can see the change, and I like it. Um, I think over in time we're going to get better. The offense definitely going to get better, and hopefully the younger guys on defense take their bumps. But at least you don't have to worry about Ron Rivera playing a bunch of washed-up old people and leaving the rookies on the sideline to never get a chance. Good call. These guys might suck this year, but them getting these reps and getting this time to learn trial by fire is going to be good in the long run. They need to learn how the NFL works and how the game speed. All right. Great call, J-Dub. Thanks for calling in. It's good to hear your voice again. A longtime friend of the podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. I think in many ways, though, that is a lot of the message. Somebody said nobody's saying that. on. The, he's saying all the things that the podcast ain't saying. I think we actually are saying a lot of those things. But we do have to remember that this is a post-game show. So the idea is to the talk about the, the game mm-hmm. we just saw, not just entirely the outlook of the future. The next thing I want to point out is this. There ain't no way I'm one beer away from being blackout drunk. Y'all know me. This is about as sober <laughs> as I get on this podcast, homie. So, like, no, I will remember all of this. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Like, you want to see me blackout? Like, hit me about round pick number 24 on the draft show. That's <laughs> when I'm about. You might, I might actually be asleep on that mug at that point. You'll be uh, talking to his ancestors by that point. Yeah. yeah. And then the last <laughs> thing is this is that somebody said we just come up here and bash the Panthers. And we've been chugging Panthers D the whole time. Like, so no, is this, is that like. Nah, nah. So, hey, um, I like how y'all are upset with us because that means that we are saying stuff. But let's be fair here. I will do the fucking sobriety test. I will drive your kids to fucking church right now. That's how sober I am. I'm drinking water in this can disguised as Miller Lite. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, well, Tony, you know, this podcast started going downhill when you added me, bro. Like, you know, I've just been, yeah. I've just, hey, Tim Money is already tweeting me on Twitter saying, I'm terrible. I'm a hypocrite, uh, bro. Well, good, so, good. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey. I am, hey, I am what you say I am, man. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, l- let me ask you something. Did, if y'all who are saying this, that all we do is bash the Panthers, I think you're in your feelings right now because y'all really were expecting big things out of Tedge Bridgewater and you're going to defend it regardless. It's like, a lot of people with politics, they're going to defend that side regardless of what they see, yes. which is fine because you can you can be into that mindset and you may as well you may very well be right. It may end up there that Teddy Bridgewater ends up being the future quarterback. He's great, and we go on to do great things. And if we do, I'll eat a big plate of crow and I'll be happy to do it. Okay, 
Go back and listen to podcasts from the last eight games of last season. Tell me we weren't bashing the Panthers and doing the same thing we're doing right now, criticizing them for the things they were doing wrong, and we praised them for the things they did right. I know I've praised them for things they've done right today. I, you go back and listen to the tape. It's been on there. We're not just bashing the Panthers. It's what we do. Go back and listen last year. We were lost eight games in a row, nine games in a row. Nobody was saying then, oh, all these guys are doing is bashing the Panthers. No, we're calling what's happening in the game and telling us how stupid the calls are, how dumb they were for doing this. That's what we do, period. And Tony, we've always done. Tony, you know? do you remember after the start of the first game of the season last year, we did our post-game show? I remember vehemently, or clearly, that you and I were shitting all over Cam Newton. Because at that point, we didn't really know about the severity of his foot injury. Mm-hmm. Cam was just missing passes low, missing passes high. And I was on that podcast saying, dude, Cam lost the football game. Or it might have been the second game of the week, but I even remember It was that the one game. where he was trying to force the ball down. It was yeah, the and then he, he, yeah. Even missed a, yeah. few, he even missed a few throws against the Rams. So, bro, we're, like, we're giving reasonable criticism to everyone who deserves it. The season's We're not, not over. really bashing them, Darius. Though we're not really bashing them. I've sat here and been uh, over. And look, I talk more than anybody to the point where it's like, "Shut up, Tony. Let the other people talk." I get that. That's my thing. But you know, that's just my, also my personality. I felt like we've been very complimentary. Let's keep going with these calls because they say that these calls are here. I can't wait to find them. I'm just waiting. And, and Darius, I just told you earlier, we all predicted them to get less than six wins. Nobody called this a Super Bowl team. Yeah, no one time this year. There's two minutes and 26 seconds of no of silence from this person. Mm. <laughs> Whoever the number is, the last digits five five two two. Oh, that's like Panthers Heels, 1981. He's trying to work up the courage to say something. He's like, Dude, the oh, same person I, called, like, whatever it is, they don't speak. It's like they're calling on their Bluetooth. They had the first two calls. Do you remember where I got those first mm-hmm. ones? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I promise you this. It ain't me because here's the next call. Yo, Cody, I respect you. I respect your take on football. I respect all my Panthers fans. I love all of y'all. And we're going through it right now. But what I will not tolerate is Cody telling us, so we have accepted mediocrity. How have we accepted mediocrity, bro? We are the fans. We are watching it. We don't control what happens. We don't have to. We can't change what happens on the field. What are you talking about? You're upset because we lost Cam Newton. You're upset because we don't have the same offense we had three years ago, five, however long ago. You're upset, and y'all are all overreacting. It's one game. We lost it. We didn't look sharp defensively. We didn't look sharp offensively. But we have a new coaching staff. We have completely new personnel. We lost all of our best players except for Christian McCaffrey. Y'all are bugging the fuck out. You need to relax. No. Secondly, the Carolina Panthers came out in the first half and didn't give Christian McCaffrey the ball every time. And what did that help us do? That helped us come out and be productive. The scouting report is out on us and Christian McCaffrey. He's going to get 75% of the touches. That's not going to work anymore. Y'all got to relax. This loss is not on our offense and not on our new system. This loss is on our defense and not being able to keep up because we lost so many players. Y'all are overreacting. Cody, you are fucking bugging. And, and Greg, come on, bro. You can't be 
the stat daddy and be tripping on shit like that, bro. You got to relax. Like, look, this is a new season. You can't even compare us to last season. Y'all got to relax, I think bro. it's fair. I think it's, it's fair, sandy. but I don't think it's been as hypercritical. You know what I'm saying? So, like this. Yeah. I think and, and, I said all those things throughout the podcast. And I know he didn't say my name in there, so it's not like he was calling me out. But the idea is this, is that um, – yeah, I mean, like that defense. Of course, it's gonna be like there's no, like nobody on it that we even. I was. I feel like I got to keep a player card beside me. I'm like, who's number twenty five now? Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Chen's twenty one. Chen twenty one. Twenty one chin strap. Twenty one chin strap. Let's, can I just say? Can I just? Oh no, go ahead. Okay. Can I? Def, I'm gonna defend Cody slightly here. Yeah, right. Right. Yes, I think Cody is overly critical to a degree, and I'll, I'll say why. Right. If you go back to the beginning of the off season. He had the most optimism about the future of this franchise. He was we yes. we hired Matt Rule and we were like, yes, he was a big fan of Matt Rule. We got Joe Brady. We were a big fan of Joe Brady. And then it was just one shot after another. It was we love Cam Newton. We can't wait to coach, coach him. And now he's gone. And Cam Newton, by by and large, was one of our favorite players on this team. And so I think Cody has the right to be salty and has the ability, especially with his mindset of Cam Newton was the reason he was a Panthers fan. Right. And now he is gone for somebody who did the same thing Kyle Allen did last year. I think that's where the frustration comes in. You've got to understand Cody has been chopped down after trying to be optimism, optimistic for three to four months. And every step of the way, it was one thing after another that made him feel like he can't really trust this team or the front organization, the coaching staff, the players. We just don't know enough. And so when we see the first game and then we have to – you cannot be a Cam Newton fan and not look on the other side of the, the TV screen and see what Cam Newton was doing in New England, carrying a team that has little to no talent on it, especially from a wide receiver standpoint, to a victory on his own legs, showing that he was not having issues with the tell. I think you've got to understand, you guys, you're, you're sitting there crucifying Cody because he has an opinion about how this football team looks right now. That's what we do on this podcast. We have, we have opinions. Right? So, That's the reality of it. One, thank you for defending me. Number two, let me also say this. I understand how even after the first game, y'all are saying, oh, you're overreacting. And fine. You know what? Maybe we are. But my problem with this fan base is you will all be saying the same shit when it's the middle of the year and we've lost four or five in a row Oh, but we look good here. We look good situationally. Blah, blah, blah. That's the shit I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is okay with looking at the glass half full. Fine. Sometimes that bitch is half empty. That's all I'm trying to say. And another Darren thing. Darren Gant always says that Charlotte is an eight and eight city. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're a wine and cheese culture. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't care. We don't hold uh, 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 feet to the fire. And yeah, that's a problem with us. And uh, another thing is this. Darius says that we're holding up to two different expectations. But wait a minute. We're clearly saying they're not a Super Bowl team. But then y'all want us to talk about them like they are? So wait, what do y'all want? Y'all want us to pick up the Panthers and say that, oh, they're great. They have potential to go all the way. Or do you want us to be realistic? Hell, if anything, we're on the same page. Right now, this looks like an 8-8 eight and eight football team, bro. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that's the shit that y'all Panther fans are too fucking okay with. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, going back to what uh, CK was saying there, praise, talking about defending Cody on his end where he's been optimistic and now he sees a different a difference of opinion based on what he saw today. I'm that asshole that wasn't optimistic. 
You can go back and listen to every podcast as Matt Rules come in. I don't like the guy. I didn't think it was going to work, period. And all today did was validate everything I've said. He did not coach the game well. They did miss tackles. They did miss blocks. They were undisciplined. And guess what? That falls all on coaching. So everything I've said, where I've never said they were Super Bowl team, and I think I actually have the highest win total from anybody, is all coming to fruition right now. So everything I said happened today, period. We lost the game today exactly like we did last year. We only had, what, three games we got blown out last year? Every other game was within one possession, and we had a chance to win. And had we won those, Kyle Allen will be our quarterback right now. And, and from what it sounds like, y'all would be happy with that. Just, I'm just saying, like, like this is the position I've been in. All I'm doing is defending my position that I've said for a while. Matt Rule proved everything I've said today. I get it's only game one, but it's all I have to go off of. So if it's only game one, guess what? We'll keep a tally all year. I'm It's one for me, zero for y'all, period. Whoever disagrees with me, that's one win for me, well, zero for y'all. I still disagree. I still think Matt Rule is yeah. going to be able to pull this team out. I think Matt Rule and I thought we is looked going good to today. be – I thought we looked well coached today. Right. Yeah, I thought I thought we had discipline in a lot of areas. There are certain things that can be corrected, right? Uh, and a lot of the issues were mistakes. And I think there are some issues that maybe it is. And I think that there are Rage some valid reels, points right. with timing, with the wide receivers, and understanding the routes and all that. Maybe seeing film on other teams and actually being able to game plan for that. Those are things that we didn't have the benefit of in this first game. But I also think this the the my biggest the reason that I'm down in the dumps about this team right now was this is a game that was winnable. And a lot of the teams that we play, we will not feel that way. And we weren't able to win this. Mm-hmm. That's why. And it was it comes down to two or three, four plays, right? And that's really the reason. If we if two to three, four plays, oh, we couldn't pull it out Ron with Ron Rivera speech. Yeah. Every game it, comes it, it, down to two or three plays. Listen, it's reality it in this case. The penalty, like, the penalty, look, we were right in this, is we were ahead. We were ahead, and then we let them come back and score that touchdown where Homie just walked in like he did on every other touchdown they scored. But the Tahir Whitehead penalty, was it a pass interference? Is that what it was? What was it over there on the sidelines? Yeah, it was a pass interference. There was a couple. I felt like the Panthers did get some weak calls when it came to – they weren't calling a lot on the offense and defensive line. Greg pointed that out. But they, um, there was the one that they called on Trey Boston. And it looked to me like more like he was going for the ball and the receiver is just like mad in the way. And he was saying it was uncatchable, right? Is that uh, I can't fire anybody, dude. Nobody gets paid, asshole. So, <laughs> like we all volunteer to talk about this team each week. That's what we do. We do this for fun, not for money. And thank you for the five people that donated. And you'll be like, well, you took some donations. Yes. All right. We made $22 today. I will split it all up and we will all go eat a fucking McDonald's. We'll have one beer at the stadium. I'm one $9 beer away from a blackout. I'm a $9 beer away from a blackout. Uh, No, is that – and so there were – that that is that that ex- and it's not on the officiating tinge ginger. What I'm saying is that. is that those calls they changed the dynamic and they extended a drive, right? They extended a drive, and that's how they were able. We were right in this game. We could whether we should have won it. 
we could have won it, and we were, and that's a good thing, man. I'm telling you, I, if we're 0-16, I hope it's like this every week. Mm-hmm. Look, Where we're Darnell, in a fight, you know, where I can watch to the end. I didn't turn this game off. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it was a good football game. So, game. like, I mean, like, this is the deal, is everybody – it says to hear grabbing is not coaching because that's been him his whole career rule not changing that in one game he doesn't trust his pass coverage because but he was in a position which is coaching all right uh so so when i do agree with one part of that is that that's not coaching that's the player but i disagree with that is to hear whitehead is clearly a matt rule dude who he brought in here specifically because he has a background with him a and b they went and got Whitehead that like that was their free agent acquisition and so it's not like they put him out there on purpose like and that was part of the entire plan and to be fair and critical on that comment even more team money though is that that's why Raider fans were all laughing is that their linebackers were part of their passing games problems and to hear Whitehead today was I mean, you know, and so what? It was a grab. I'm not even like ready to cut this motherfucker yet. Like, I'm not even that upset. He ain't Colin Jones to me yet. Mm-hmm. He is not Colin Jones to me yet. Don't worry. No. The defense is going to get better. I'm okay with all of this. The Panthers are in pretty good shape, I think. Um, and when I say, look, is that, and when I say pretty good shape, that might not mean wins. No. It might not mean wins. <laughs> Well, look, Darnell Holmes in the chat's asking. He's like, someone explain to me how players missing tackles, and he says the head coach. I'm assuming you mean it's the head coach's fault. Dude, I agree with you on that. I don't think that's the head coach's fault. And if you go back and listen, I've argued forever it's not the head coach's fault. But we, not me, when I say we, I mean as a whole Panther Nation, ragged Ron Rivera saying missed tackles were his fault for not coaching fundamentals. I'm just applying that to the same thing with Matt Rule. Because if we're going to tackle or, or get mad at Ron Rivera for that, we got to get mad at Matt Rule for it too, because that's that was the consensus was that missed tackles were the coach's fault because he wasn't teaching fundamentals. But I do want to point out that Ron Rivera that didn't that couldn't coach people to tackle and didn't adjust came back from a seventeen nothing uh, deficit day at halftime and won against a decent team, the Eagles. Cam Newton, who we got rid of because he was injury prone and wasn't accurate, threw eighty percent today, had two rushing touchdowns for seventy five yards and won the game in a new offense after COVID. And Greg Olson, who was too old to play, caught a touchdown in Seattle. So maybe Tepper's not as great of a, you know. I'm so happy happy that you brought that up because the new hill that I'm dying on, Marty Herney has to fucking go, man. He has to go. Like, it keeps on rearing its head, and it's going to keep on being, oh, well, he drafted this player and this player. Yeah, cool, man. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's representative of yesteryear. He should have already been fired. And another thing, bro, the more you tell Tony to cut me and Greg, do you <laughs> not understand you feed us? We right. feed off your negative energy, stupid. So keep on saying that. You're dumb my shit. Clay Don't Travis. Yes, my bro, Clay I'll Travis. be your Clay Travis. And it's it's really interesting Clay because Travis. I think I think we all – like it's, it's, it, I, I, it's so funny because – half of us are on one side of the field and the other like it's always two of us agree with each other and then the other two don't and it's not like we plan it that way it just works out and it's always rotating who agrees with what um and 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 i'm gonna actually take the side of chat and one asset aspect of this against greg and that is the tackles aspect it's game one like it would be different if it was 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep games that. in. I understand that. That's when we started to really call for, like, after our defense was worse in the league and there was no coming back from it. Okay. That's when we were saying that's coaching, right? Okay. One game where you saw dis- discipline in a lot of areas and maybe some lack of discipline. And one thing I'll say to T Money as well, he's saying that that's not something they don't teach coaching. They don't do that. I literally was listening to a pregame. Uh, interview with Matt Rule, and he was talking about how he was teaching co- tackling to his players this week. So <laughs> right. it is something that they try to coach up on. They can't practice, obviously, because they're not going full contact, but there is there is techniques that they are trying to teach these guys. And I think I don't necessarily attribute to the, what happened today to the lack of tackles. I think they were just not fast enough keeping up to the edge. Like the I saw edge a lot of these. is a problem when you got those thin guys. Yeah. And we need to go back and look. Is that Gross Matos or is that Obata on that one side? And, you know, Brian Burns, that has been the liability for him. And that's why the Ron Rivera staff said that they couldn't put him out there. Right. Is that is ultimately that it was this. But he also did the same thing for like all these other players when it comes to like pass protection, like Cameron Artis Payne, the best player that never got to play those types of things. But um, I, I will say is that in some in some respects, the NFL has never had to teach uh, tackling in the past. But all of this has changed so much. You know, I've heard. You can go back and listen to some old archive stuff on carolinacatchronicles.com. Like where actually the one, the one of the best interviews I had never recorded, Mike Mentor. I'm never going to live this down. It only recorded my side of the conversation. I talked with Mike Mentor for like an hour, bro. I had this mug belly laughing. He was so great. But they were talking, he was talking about, hey, like when we came up, we're running two-a-days. We're busting people's ass in practice all day long and this and that. And by the time we go into game one or preseason game, like we're grizzled. You know, we've been, we've uh, we knocked our own players out. So if you think about the way that football has changed over the last decade, two decades, and, and it hasn't just been in the NFL, is do they reduce the amount of two-a-days? Do they reduce the amount of full pads? Do they reduce the amount of days they can full thump? Yes, they do that in the pros. But you know where they've also done that? They've done that in college. They've done that in high school. And now mm-hmm. kids are starting to play football, and they're playing flag football until they're like in, college, in high school. Mm-hmm. So when do they actually learn and I know it's like it's kind of a hard thing is that they're pros. They've been around. Of course, they know how to tackle. But we've seen the Panthers not being a good tackling team for the last couple of years. I yeah. didn't necessarily see that today to where we weren't a good tackling team. But I think I'm, I agree 100% with CK is that the, all the problems today were on the edges. And then once we started to try to compensate, you know what they did? They ran that bitch right down the middle. And then you're like, oh, crap. So it's uh, – I, I think J-Dub has been a voice of reason in the chat room in a lot of ways, and he said, are we going to get better from week to week? And what did I tell you guys? If you are a listener to this show and you do – we have so many people that listen religiously. They'll know. I have said that I don't expect us necessarily to be a good team when it comes to the st- – but I, what I want to see from this coaching staff is us to get better from week to week. And so today, I think what we're going to come back out and say is next week, we're going to come back here and see, did we get better 
at some of those things? Or are we regressing? And we're I playing think we're, I, Tampa next I'm, week. Yeah, yeah. And right now, that's going to be That'd all be good. right. That'd I just good. saw Tom yeah. Brady throwing a triple coverage. I don't, I'm not counting Tampa out right now. They're only, they're down what? 13, 14 points. They're down two touchdowns. There's a lot to yeah. make up. And the Saints are in the red zone, by the way. So again, yeah, they're, in the red zone. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. like in, they're on like the first and goal. How are they always um, in the red zone? All right, I think dude, it, got... that defense, that Saints defense is insane. By the way, yeah. like their offense is like as far as the offense, it's been bad. Michael Thomas has barely touched the ball. Um, Drew Brees has completed sixteen passes for one hundred and fifty-five yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh... unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, five, oh, five. Sorry. No, you're uh, good. No, you're good. Go, I, go, 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 go. I think I underestimated the Saints defense. I'm going to admit to that. That's my fault. Yo, it's Darius from Raleigh again. Listen, I, first of all, you can use um, Discord, I think, would solve a lot of issues with the yeah. technicalities that you're having with live calls. But I think y'all got to get live calls. That way we can go back and forth and just have a discussion that way. Because having a call in and then wait for your call to come up and then y'all, like, interrupt the call as it's going on and y'all are kind of missing some talking points. So I just think that's something that y'all could try to just work out. But I feel like during this whole um, podcast segment after the game, it's like y'all are just trying to nitpick stuff without really looking at the positives of the team. It's like there was a lot of, I I agree, there was a lot of complaints when Cam was here and stuff like that, like missing easy throws, this and that, this and that. And it's fair to criticize Teddy, but If you look at the league as a whole in today's games, I don't know if y'all are really paying paying close attention and watching. We look a lot better than a lot of these other teams week one, and we're one of the youngest teams in the league. That's my whole point with the whole COVID thing. It's not fair to say it's not an excuse for us when we have one of the youngest teams. A lot of these guys have never played in the NFL. They don't know the NFL speed yet. They're not used to a lot of these things, and a lot of other teams are. A lot of a lot of other teams are not as young as us, so that's what I mean with the whole COVID argument. COVID definitely did hurt us. Let's be real. But sure, Teddy missed a lot of easy throws. To hear Whitehead, Whitehead probably costed us the game, and we the game came down to one fourth and one play. There was there's a lot of things that we can look at during this game. But that's that's what I saw while we lost the game. But we were in a good position to win that game. As far as Derrick Brown, look, the man was stopping that middle for a long time. And our run defense, look, let's be real here too, it looked better than it did last year. And we had a lot more veterans on that D-line. It didn't look great, but it did look better. There's a lot of things that are going in the right direction with this team. Quarterback play, yeah, I'm – I would much rather have Cam than Teddy, but Teddy is here. So we just got to accept the fact. But I just feel like our team is growing in the right direction rather than it, what was going on a few years ago. Just point out more of the positives of what happened today. There's a lot of negatives, but we're a young team in this league. Y'all got to I, – I really haven't heard anything positive from today's oh game. It's like – I have been listening. I have things that have that have come with this new regime so far after one game, just as bad as y'all are pointing out the negatives. It is seems like I, y'all love to shit on the team right now. No, no, no. I'm, 
I'll, I'll microphone address this after working Here. at all? Can I? Can you? I know me? Greg wants to say something, but I want yeah. to. Yeah. It has yeah. zero. Like there is, there has been positive spewed throughout this. The problem is the chat and the calls all focus on what we said was negative. And so the conversation literally <laughs> steers in that direction. Right. Like right. that is what it is. Today so we it's have not, all said how good that offensive line looked. Yeah, we, we talked about special it team. all day. We talked about special we teams talked, looking good. Yeah, we talked yeah. CMAC looked good. I mean, there were things that we said that looked good, but you – like I almost we, feel like y'all can't hear me either. I've been over here talking about like this team was well coached. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, listen, if y'all want to shit on me, fine. Give credit to Tony when credit is due. Uh, so two things. One, that actually is a good call, man. And we yeah. appreciate the call, Dave. If you have reasonable criticisms, we're down for it. We're trying to hear it. And I mm -hmm. do understand what you're saying, too. Uh, I mean, again, me and Tony need to get up. Uh, a lot of fans have actually been asking us for a Discord for a while now. And I do think it would benefit us. And we can talk yeah, about that. It's after really easy to make those. Yeah, yeah. Discord is the shit. Um, but yeah, listen, there are positives. And again, even if we are overreacting, it there is a whole lot of football left to play. Mm -hmm. So one of us is going to be right here. Like mm -hmm. either the problems are going to continue to get worse, which, by the way, we did not predict. I mean, we're just saying that we're telling you what we saw on the football field today. Mm -hmm. And then number two, if they start doing good and start whooping ass, you think that we're not going to praise them? I'm saying give me something to praise. I understand they had a lot to go through, and they did come out reasonably well considering everything that they had to go to. Mm -hmm. But they still lost because of some boneheaded mistakes. We did not generate a lot of pressure, and that's just the truth. I don't know if it's because – the Raiders they ran the ball good. so well. You can't sack well, a guy when they're running it down your throat. Well, and and, and again, that's like, the is thing that, is that like you can't blitz on a run. I mean, you can technically. I mean, I know it's like possible to call a blitz, but it doesn't are, help are you we, sack the quarterback. Or be pessimistic if we say, okay, well, a lot of teams are going to look at that. They're going to look at last year, and they're going to look at this year. They're going to continue to run the football on us. So whether we're right or wrong, teams are going to continue to do it. Mm -hmm. The Panthers have to get and be better at doing that. So, you know, I mean, right. right now. I do want to point out that this is that the weird part of a COVID world is that I'm slightly disappointed that Tom Brady is not doing better against the Saints. And I did find myself cheering for the Patriots today. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is not, I even said it. Like, it was like, oh, I like, damn, get him, Cam, go. And I was like, oh, fuck, they even, I don't even like that team. But how is this? Is that I have never wanted Tom Brady to do anything well, mm -hmm. but I kind of want him to beat the Saints today. And I'm disappointed yeah. he's not. And I yeah. never wanted the Patriots to be any good. And you I wanted them to, them to be good today. I hate this mm -hmm. COVID world. Can we go back mm -hmm. to the old world? Can, can I can I touch on one thing with that call? Because I know he, him and I are kind of been going back and forth about this COVID thing, you know. And, and I raised the point of everybody had to go through that, and then he brought up the point of, well, we have a young team that has to go through that. Well, how many rookies do we have? A lot. We drafted seven. We have four starting on defense. We we okay, have so, a good amount. It's like okay, we drafted seven. There's like how, eleven how, people on the roster that are only two years in the league. 
Okay, okay, but only two years in the league, which means they've at least played and they've at least got a year to play to get the speed of NFL football because that was his argument. You haven't got the speed of NFL football. So the ones who have played at least a year at least know what the speed of NFL football is. How many rookies do most teams have? Most teams get about seven to eight draft picks, right? So most teams have about seven to eight rookies, right? So once again, this is a situation where most teams are in the same situation with having the players who don't know the speed of the NFL. If you played one year in the league, you know what the speed of the NFL is. If you haven't played, I get you not knowing that. No, but every other team, every other team has rookies. Just being say it's a young team, and that is look. He, he we, a lot we of good great points. Say this is like short yeah. training camp. It does not help the younger players. We mm-hmm. threw, and we knew this was going to be the case. We mm-hmm. knew that we threw these kids into the fire that they were going to have to grow up quick. The but fact that Troy Pride was up there doing what he's doing today is requiring. Is that DeAndre? DeAndre, get in the fucking end zone. Yes. All right, sorry. <laughs> let's get this next call. I think it's the last call, and then let's call right. it. I mean, this has been a yeah, long Yeah, I got to cut the grass before it gets dark. My, uh, yeah, 5522, two, that's me. But uh, I think my phone's been fucking up. Who's me? But This is Joe. I may have fixed it. Oh, okay. I didn't. Now, it's finally working, probably Joey. probably won't be playing the call because it'll be silent. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, you guys talking about Charlotte being an eight and eight city and wine and cheese culture? Fuck yeah, that's exactly what we are, dude. Mm-hmm. It, it it annoys me that like when you go to Bank of America Stadium, it's like it it's like you can hear the opposing team's fans chant. You can hear all that shit. You go to New mm-hmm. Orleans. Yeah, there'll probably be, like, some in there. But the Saints fans will have them drowned out, and the Saints fans, will they won't let that happen. Mm -hmm. If you move to New Orleans... Tell them, Joey. I mean, I've been there. So if you moved to New Orleans and you're not a Saints fan within six months, everybody looks at you funny. You move here and you're not a Panthers fan within six months, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, it's full yeah. of that shit. Like we got an obscene number of Steelers fans, an obscene number of Giants fans, because when they come down here, I mean, they stay loyal to their teams. Which I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I don't even think a lot of them adopt us as a as their second team. So I can understand if Bank of America Stadium was full of a bunch of Giants fans when we played the Giants or a bunch of Steelers fans when we played the Steelers because we have a lot of people that are from there stay loyal. But when we play these other teams that, like, we really don't have a big population from, I don't want to hear their damn chants. I don't want to hear Seahawks chants. Tell them. It's the Bank of America Stadium. It's not CenturyLink Field. Yeah, it is annoying, Cody. Like, we really don't care. I mean, I'm not, I hate even saying we because I hate that shit. Like, when I go to a Pan, when I go to the Panthers game and someone's up, like, beside me, I will bang on both seats. And I will scream at the top of my lungs. Yes. But, uh, and, and I will cuss the most at refs. But Same. anyway. That's my type of dude. That's just right my there. thought. That's a good call wow. to end with. Thanks. I'm glad your your phone was working. And that is, I think that um, you know, we are trying to build um, 
and, and that has been a giant part of this of this podcast goal is to just continue to grow Panther Nation and the culture. Now, whether you like it or you don't like it or you like everything we say, we can't handle any of that, right? I mean, we can only, that's just, but the idea is this, is for us to basically make more Panther fans, not us, like specifically this podcast, but be part of growing the community of Panther fans. And that is something that's been real is that necessary is that Bank of America, I mean, people made fun of it. Opposing players have made fun of how sanitary the, the, the stadium is and different things. And yeah. Cody's not the first person to make the argument that Panther fans basically are nice fans, right? Is that that's what it is? It's like we don't like to talk shit about our own, even. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, and this, if you were in New York, man, they were that you know, it's like right. trying to. And I'm not saying that that's the right way to be, like fire Matt Rule after game one type thing. But Panther fans are remarkably understanding. They are, and uh, I want to kind of make another point here, too. When it was evident that Ron Rivera needed to be fired, and it was evident to a lot of us for a while, how much of the Panther fans were like, no, he just brought us to the playoffs a few times, and no, he was able to do that, that, that. It's like, man, listen, if that y'all continue. That was me. Why are you talking shit about me? I'm going to fire you. I was, you say, if, if, I was if, on that, too. <laughs> don't fire me, Tony. Listen, if y'all are, are going to be on that. Uh, like that's what I, that's what we're talking about. You're just willing to be a, uh, so many people are just willing to be a fan and whatever the Panthers dish out, yeah, go team. Well, no, man, like that's not how a lot of other fan bases are. We need to be more fervent. We need to be more passionate, and like that's what I'm trying to do. I don't care if y'all hate my ass over the course of this season. I don't care if I make a million new enemies. One, I'm gonna spit the truth. And two, you're going to continue to come back to hear me fucking do it. So, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, we're trying to, we want the best for this football team. That's why we've been doing this. I mean, I've been doing it for two years. Tony's been doing it for seven. Greg and CK are now killing it with doing this shit with us. Like, we're growing this podcast because we want to be a different kind of voice in Panther Nation. And I, I hope that everybody can respect that. And if you don't, Hit the fucking door, bro. Like, whatever. We're going to keep on going and tell y'all what we think about this football team. All right, man. Look, and guess when we're going to do it next? Tuesday. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. night, 9 p.m. The number's 252-228-5098. Go ahead and prepare your thoughts and calls. I will investigate this thing that the kids are talking about called Discord. Discord. I guess. Oh, another fucking thing I got to try to make work on this stupid. (laughs) These motherfuckers want me to have live calls. I can't get my damn mic to work. They ain't even heard me the whole time. I've been talking to myself. No, uh, the bucks are marching kind of. All right. Uh, Anyway, um, Tuesday night, 9 p.m., 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button or the thumbs down button. And don't be a douche and not do either. Just pick one or the other. And follow, subscribe, like, share, whatever. I went on the Super Civil Servants podcast and hung out and taught the boys. I was not the drunkest on the show, which made me feel great. That was the first. <laughs> total first. Total first. Uh, I had a good time talking about the boys. It's an awesome show, man. Oh, the awesome podcast, awesome show. Thanks. Thank you, I appreciate it, man. It was a good time. Had a really good time. We yes, love doing it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Money, I know you love me, bro. was such a fox either. What? 
or nothing. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Next is uh, CK, uh, Gre- oh, Cody. You still doing the Cripple Connection? I am. I am. It's undergoing some changes and some renovations, but we are still doing it. Um, I c- couldn't do it yesterday, so we're actually going to do it tomorrow. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lax, C O D Y L A C. Talk all the shit you want to me there. And um, check out drafttech.com every two weeks for a brand new mock draft with analysis for the Panthers, written by yours truly. Code Dizzle Allen, where can they find people who don't like to play Call of Duty all day online? Not his account. <laughs> not, my, not my not my page. You can uh, you can uh, catch me on Facebook. I uh, stream uh, playing Warzone most of the time. There might be a you know something I uh, I throw in there randomly from time to time, but for the most part, I uh, I do that. And so if you guys want to come check that out, it's usually pretty much every night at ten o'clock at night Eastern Standard Time. So you guys come check me out. It's uh, fa- uh, facebook.com slash codizzleallen fb.gg uh, slash codizzleallen um you know whatever whatever is easiest if you guys need any help finding it you can always dm me on twitter damn tom brady scrambling out of the pocket keeping the play alive all right uh we gotta go i'll see you guys the cards Three just a- beat the 49ers <laughs> yes well i did not pick that but i am rooting for the cardinals this year on the nfc even though they're an nfc team i'm not really rooting on but i'm kind of rooting on them rooting the 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 cardinals and the broncos are my upset teams this year. So we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. All right. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Y'all have a good one, man. Thanks for all the people. Good, bad, ugly, and different, man. We appreciate it. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.